How are you? Good. You? What's that? Awesome. Lots going on. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yesterday, um, Mr. McKeever Bush, okay, so you guys live in a hole and didn't get the news, um, has decided to resign from the PAC government, saying that he will no longer um, be supporting the government. Okay. So, where is so he going then? He's not going anywhere. He's going to keep sitting on the other side of the right. <laughs> of parliament. Um, so we will dissect really what's going on this morning. I know a lot of people rely on us for the cold hard truth, and especially in the world of politics where it can get really muddled and confusing. Mm -hmm. So we'll do our best to break it down. Um, so that's a big, big story yesterday afternoon. Uh, we've also got um, an update on dengue fever. So there are 18 confirmed cases now of dengue fever in the Cayman Islands. Wow. So, yeah, pretty crazy. Do we know, like, uh, have they been able to say there's a certain district or is it, you know? Mm, I think that they're just encouraging people um, to obviously just be cautious, um, you know, do what you can do to protect yourself from being bitten by a uh, mosquito, as well as to deal with areas like that might be prone um, to larvae and stuff like, um, you know, standing water in your backyards or in containers and that sort of thing. So they haven't really, um, you know, broken it down that much. They said of the 18 cases, nine are considered imported cases with a recent travel history. And the remaining nine have no um, travel history and are considered locally acquired cases. Okay. Um, so yeah, nothing by district necessarily, but mosquitoes travel. <laughs> Sometimes they hitch a ride with you. So um, there's some good advice here about using repellent, you know, um, clothing that can help as well as sprays and emptying and turning over anything that could be holding water, such as old tires, buckets, planters, et cetera. And if you, you know, have a mosquito situation in your immediate area to please contact the MRCU at 949-2557 because they can assist. Okay. Um, Health City Cayman Islands, congratulations to them. Uh, this is an amazing, um, you know, day uh, in the history of their continued success story. So um, they have received yet another uh, prestigious accreditation from the Joint Commission International, JCI, and this is an enterprise accreditation. So they already have a JCI accreditation for their facility here in the Cayman Islands. But this particular one um, is for, you know, health uh, facilities that have a group, in other words. So there are um, only six organizations globally to have received this. So this is quite an accolade. And the enterprise accreditation is an additional level of JCI accreditation that really uh, lets the community know that they operate multiple locations um, at such a high standard because it's very difficult actually to get any sort of JCI accreditation. Um, so there are um, eight hospitals within the Nar Nar Naranya, Narayana, <laughs> Narayana Health Group across mm -hmm. India and the Caribbean. And so they would have looked at all of their uh, facilities in order to give them this enterprise level um, accreditation. So congrats. Those are your news headlines for this beautiful Friday morning. Have a have fantastic great weekend. weekend. Yeah. yeah, you too, Sandy. We'll see you on Tuesday morning. All yeah. right. Enjoy awesome. the long weekend. Thank you. All right. all right. Good morning, everyone. Bigger, bigger, better, better, older, older.
The Cold Hard Truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart truth Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live, direct It's the cold hard truth Now, now Join the conversation on 345 936 2626. That number again is 345 936 2626. Good morning. Good morning. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, how was everybody? Good, good. Good morning, everyone. Okay. Happy Friday. Yes, a hot mess. Lots going on, folks. Good morning. Let's see who's here with us this beautiful Friday morning. Oh, honey chow. I'm going to have to start asking Miss Stacy to give me something stronger than apple cider vinegar. I haven't really been drinking it this week, to be honest, but mm-mm-mm. I'm beginning to wonder. Oh, it's always something. Hello, folks. Happy Friday. Let me see who's here with us this beautiful morning. We've got Miss Renita. Haley's here for the sus. Haley's like, give it to me, honey chill. Give it to me. We have um, Miss Dean in the house. Good morning to Miss Dean. Stephen Nicholson joining us in the UK. I notice you're using your YouTube channel today, Stephen. Uh, we've got Marshall joining us from North Carolina. Damien, how are you? Miss Leanna is here. She says, Blessed Friday and good morning, Auntie Sandy in the beautiful Cayman Islands. Miss Merle is here. Good morning to you, my darling. How are you? Dawn is in the house. We've got Linda. Hello, Linda, joining us all the way from the beautiful country of Bermuda. Linda, you look like you're stuck on this cohort truth these days. I love it. Love that uh, our Caribbean brothers and sisters can tune into the program. Um, yes, ma'am. Uh, Stephanie joining us. Good morning, Stephanie. <clears throat> um, okay. That's people sending me misinformation this morning. Y'all need to get the information correct. Um, so good morning to Miss Stephanie. Good morning to Wee Wee. Good morning to Miss Bar- Marjorie. <clears throat> How are you? Liana says, who drop out from Pat? Oh, Lord, we coming. We coming to it, honey, Jill. Miss Damaris, good morning, good morning, good morning. Robert is here. Mm-hmm. Richard, somebody said on WhatsApp, good morning, Miss Sandy. Talk up the things, them. Yes, sir. 
She said, now watch no face. Yeah, you understand? It's coming. Damaris, good morning. Strong Wilt, hello, darling. Debbie says, good morning, Zeus's mummy. He doesn't want to leave me this morning. He's right here. Uh, we were trying to get him to go eat his breakfast and go do something else. Honey, child, he's, he, he must know that mama's going to need a little bit of comfort today because of the madness going on in this country. All comes down to greed, but we're going to break it down. So, yes, Zeus is in the studio right by my foot taking a little snooze. Um, good morning, Keisha. Happy Friday to you, my darling. Looking good, looking good. Olivia's here. Um, Miss Linda says, yes, Sandy, I really do smile. She's enjoying the cold hard truth all the way from the beautiful island of Bermuda. Good morning to Patricia. Miss Linda, I don't know what your politicians are like in Bermuda, but if they're anything like what we have here, honey child. Um, oh, good morning, caller. Hello? Uh-oh, what's going on? Y'all can hear me okay in radio? Everything's good? Unless that person forgot there was a show this morning. Um, do, 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 do. I've sent out my notifications. So everybody should be aware of what's going on. We good? I think we're good. All right. Uh, yes, good morning to Miss Gina. Good morning to Annette. How are you, darling? She's saying good morning, Miss Sandy and viewers. Dawn says, love all of your cups and mugs and tumblers. Ooh, honey chow. I love a good mug and a good tumbler. My husband tells me to stop buying them. He says, you don't need another one. <laughs> but I really do um, enjoy, you know, there's all sorts. This one is actually from the Cayman Islands government. This is, a, um, I think I think I got this one from DOT. Mm-hmm. And y'all know I'm trying to be nice to the environment. So I, you know... Got rid of single-use plastics, and I use these, and I got my plastic re reusable straws. Um, you know, they have glass straws, and I feel like glass straws are probably a little bit better, but um, it's a little bit more challenging to deal with a glass straw. You know, you're afraid you might break it, and a few other things. So, um, yeah. All right. Let me see here now, honey chill. Where else were we? Yes. Thank you so much. And then I've got, I told you guys about this one. That's helping me keep track of how much I'm drinking by the time. Isn't that fantastic? So I'm trying to do better with my water intake. All right. We got uh, Miracle. Is that how you pronounce your name? Miracle? Miracle? Oh, gosh. Help me. Help me get that correct. Mystic Florals in the house. Uh, Ms. Dean is, he is here saying, say what? Something stronger than um, apple cider. <laughs> I know, right? Not not the apple cider. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Good morning to Miss Bonnie. Good morning to Miss Barbara. Uh, Liana says we're on that white rum today. Woo, honey child. I do not drink, but if I did, I would be, I think I'd be a, um, I like, you guys know I love the sweetness. So it'd probably be like a sweet wine or dessert wine or something. Um, oh, you know what? I did have a little sip of something over the weekend at Papagallo's. Now, Papagallo's has the most fabulous Sunday brunch. Oh my God, it's one of the best on island. I think blue cilantro, Papagallo's. I love me a Thai orchid, so you know I got to throw them in there. Fabulous brunches, right? A lot of good food in Cayman. And um, they have this drink on their um, brunch menu that it's a pear something or another. So it's got like the sweetness of pear, and they give you a little piece of pear. Mm, delicious. And they put Prosecco in it. That's the alcohol. And I tell them, I said, listen, I don't drink, 
So just put enough of a tops in it, I guess, to make the drink, but don't really give me no alcohol. And the guy's like, okay. It is so delicious. Yummy. Mm-mm-mm. So um, I don't think I'd be a white rum drinker. Like rum seems a little bit harsh to me. But who knows? The way these politicians stressing people out, I might have to drink rum and Hennessy and everything else. Juanita, good morning. Good morning to Miss Barbara. Uh, she says the best are stainless steel straws, and I do have some of those as well. I have stainless steel and then these hard plastics. You've got to be very careful. I'll tell you why I'm using this, though, because I read something once, and y'all know I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. <laughs> a little bit. So I read something once about how you've got to be so careful to clean these straws properly because people have been known to use a straw that had gunk in it. And although they're washing it, you've got to get a straw cleaner that can go all the way through. So I like these that I can see through them just to do my inspection and make sure they're clean. So, but I do have some metal straws as well. Um, but yeah, honey chat, I can't see through metal. Nobody gave me that ability. Um, but yes, Cheryl, good morning. Miss Dorothy's in the house. Annette is here. Says, just joining. What's on topic today? Politics, honey shell, politics. Miss Olive is here. Good morning to Steve. Charm says, it's the pure Bellini, you know? Now, Charm loves good food. She's a foodie like me. And I think her favorite brunch location is definitely Papagallo's. And by the way, Charm, I'm so sad that we couldn't join you guys last week for um, Vern's uh, birthday celebration on Friday. Um, I had good intentions to try to make it, but I was working late. And by the time I was done working, I was so tired. I even had taken a change of clothes with me because I was kind of in the area, but I just couldn't. Ugh, the body can only do so much and no more. So big shout out. Happy birthday. Late belated birthday to Vern. But yes, it's the Pier Bellini. Delicious. Good morning to Miss Iva. Um, yes, she said. Miss Gina says, yes, please use straw cleaners. Mm-hmm. Yes, honey chow. Good morning to Miss Dean. Says getting me something stronger than green tea. Get it, get it. Get your drinks together, class, because uh, we're going to have an extra, extra dose of the cold hard truth. What is it about Fridays? Is it my imagination or do we seem to have to go a little bit harder on Fridays? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. These politicians just can't behave themselves. So, okay, let's go ahead and kick it off. If you were, if you live in the Cayman Islands and you do not live in a hole, you would know by now that um, Makiva Bush has resigned from the PAC government. Now, you know, I, I, I listen, I, I'm taking no prisoners today. I don't really care. I know Makiva is going to be even more upset with me than he has been in the past, and I could give two cahoots. Um, Mac, you are a liar. You are a deceptive person. Now, that does not mean give the devil his due. I'm not saying that this man has never done anything good for the people that came islands. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is he's the kind of person that if he does good over here, chances are he getting a kickback over here or something else is happening. Self-serving to a very different level. And it is quite unfortunate because I've told you guys that many years ago, Makiva gave me a bit of advice, which I appreciated. And um, that was, you know, don't let political groups, and at the time it was the progressives, he said, don't let these politicians and political groups use you to further their agenda. Good advice, but at the same time, I feel like he's not even taking his own advice. Except I guess he knows that in my case, I'm not actually getting anything out of it. <laughs> Whereas he's getting something out of it. Mm, mm, mm. 
Let's talk about what he's getting out of it. Listen, I did a post last night, which I think is worthy of uh, reiterating and um, sharing this morning, right? Who exactly are we talking about here when we talk about McKeever Bush? This man should never, under any circumstances, have honorable attached to his name. Mind you, he is the same person who changed the law that once you have been called honorable because you're Speaker of the House or you're Minister or whatever, you can never have that title removed. Even after being convicted for assaulting a woman, uh, technically, you're supposed to refer him as refer to him with the honorable title. He did that. The egos are just so massive, right? I wish that as big as their egos are and as big as, you know, their desire to line their own pockets and as self-serving as they are, if we the people could even get 50% of that, whoa, <laughs> we would be doing pretty good because it's, it's massive, the things that they get involved in, the things that, we, that they do. So now he sends out this, um, and I, I tell you, well, he is the most ungrateful person in the world. You know what Aunt Lottie used to say about ungrateful people? She said, Sandy, some people so ungrateful that they make you regret the day that you ever assisted them. And I imagine that he's definitely one of those people. I'm sure this morning that the premier is thinking, wow, I tried to give this man another chance. I think the, the, the end goal here, right? He obviously needed him. Let's be very, very clear. He needed him to form the government. They had gone several days back and forth. The progressives were claiming, oh, they had the numbers, although they knew they didn't. Um, so he had to broker a deal with the devil. And I guess brokering a deal with the devil never really works out. He thought, right, I'll put something in writing. Make him sign a contract. Right. He, he'll know that I'm serious. I'm going to hold him accountable. You know, he's not getting anything. Let me tell the people something here today. When McKeever Bush was brought to the table by Jay Ebanks. Jay, we need to talk about your relationship with McKeever Bush. When he was brought to the table during the negotiations after the election by Jay Ebanks, he wanted stuff. Money. Position, he wanted stuff. It was amazing that the only thing he got was Speaker of the House. Okay. He couldn't hold on to that because the man just cannot behave himself. It's like, how many chances can you give somebody? I mean, I've thought about this, right? He seems to be a little bit of the Teflon Don. He gets chances over and over again. And every single time this man manages to screw up the opportunities that he's been getting, there's got to be a little special place for him in the afterlife. You know, the place where we gave you so many chances, you, you shouldn't even be in hell. You got like a little special corn over here by yourself. It is absolutely ridiculous. You know, we're, uh, uh, we see we're a Christian community. We believe in redemption. We believe in second chances. But my God, people keep giving you the chance. And it's like, okay, this is probably going to be the last time, you know, you're done with politics. He claims he's going to retire, which by the way is a bold-faced lie. Mikiva Bush has no intentions of retiring. I want y'all to make a note, right? I've said it before, but you need to put it down in, in the student notebook. Mikiva Bush will be proven to be a liar. He will not retire. 
Juliana O'Connor Conley, she's not retiring either. I don't know why they lie to us and then think, what, we're not going to remember your words? Well, what we need to do is ensure that they, they get retired, whether that's their intent or not. We need to vote some people out of office. This is just absolutely ridiculous. So he wanted all sorts of stuff. They gave him speaker. I guess they figured, you know, he's going to behave himself over there. Never happened. He had to resign. They forced him to resign. Again, you keep giving him chances to redeem himself, and he is incapable of redemption. Isn't that a sad thing? Given her belief in, you know, anybody can redeem themselves, isn't it a shock and unbelievable that someone like Makiva Bush, who's been given so many opportunities in life, this man has had an amazing run of it. You know, came from, I think, a single mom, came from, you know, all this hardship, if you will, as a young man, went to the top of the political, but of course, you know how he got there because people tell me, I mean, I wasn't even around those in those days, but they said, Sandy, check his history with Mr. Benson and what he did there and the, the people that he stepped on to get where he got, the political wars and the people that he slayed all in the name of politics. And I'm like, mm. and he's not been capable because at his core, he is who he is. And we have to accept that. It's time that we just accepted McKeever Bush. He's 60 something years old now. He's not changing. And then when it was time to remove him, can you believe that the very same Makiva Bush, because of his bad behavior, had to be removed? And here he comes with demands. Oh, he wants money. He wants this. Nobody's not going to move him from speaker because, you see, he recognizes and he recognized then and he continued to recognize now that the PAC government needs him. Just to keep that little slither of, so it's not a dead, um, you know, dead heat and they're not deadlocked all the time. And he just, self-serving, that's, that's, that's it. There is no further explanation for his behavior, unfortunately. Hmm? You can imagine. But he went in there about what he wanted. My God. He didn't get what he wanted. I can tell you that. The premier said, you got you to gotta go. We'll give you the ability to resign and make it look good. And we're not going to give you anything. Now, why now and what is really going on? Hmm. Here's the thing. One of the shocking things that has come to my attention, and somebody said to me when her story went at me, I say, oh, this doesn't have anything to do with McKeever's case. He was in court yesterday. It has everything to do with McKeever's case. They don't know what I know, and they don't know how I know it. But let me tell you what I know. And this is one of those things that I have no fear of contradiction. There's not no hearsay. You understand what I'm telling you? McKeever Bush expected, listen carefully now, to what I'm about to say to you, the people of the Cayman Islands. Out of his own words, McKeever Bush expected the Honorable Premier, Premier Panton, 
to interfere with his court cases. He expected him. He has the power, is what McKeever Bush is going on telling people. He has the power to make these court cases disappear. Do y'all hear what I just said? Out of the lips of the not-so-honorable McKeever Bush, he has said, Wayne Panton has the power to make these court cases disappear, and he just won't do it. Wow. If y'all do not understand how far gone we are, when politicians can be so crooked to want to think that they or somebody else in politics can interfere with the judiciary, a separate arm of government, and not just a separate arm of this democracy, but the arm that is supposed to be the least tainted of them all. The courts are supposed to be impartial. The courts are supposed to deal with what comes before them. No politician should be interfering with a court process. And yet out of the words, out of the lips of McKeever Bush, he has, says, he has said that is what he expected Wayne Panton to do. And because Wayne Panton has not done it, He's got to be in his bonnet. You know what's shocking? All you had to do, you only had one job, McKeever, and that was just to stay your behind home and behave yourself. That's it. You had one job and you couldn't do it. <laughs> you couldn't stay out of trouble. And then you expect Premier Panton to tarnish himself with your legacy, your criminality, your ridiculous behavior, your sexual misconduct, your touching and feeling up women, right? A man who has blatantly said that he does not stand for any of that, he's pushing the sexual harassment legislation or bill through, trying to get that done in his tenure, and you want him to do what exactly? Go to the DPP's office and tell them, not to charge this man? I, I've never heard of, you know, when I, when I heard this, I thought to myself, the UK, I would be begging the UK to step in if Premier Panton was that corrupt. Trust me. I would be like, please come and shut everything down. This is who we have elected to public office. A person who could think that way and who could say something like that. You know, for as many times, folks, as I have been arrested, and it's been a number, I've lost count, I have never in a million years even thought of calling a politician to say, oh, can you talk to the police? Can you talk to DPP's office? Can you talk to court? No way. Are you crazy? But that shows you who this man is at his core. He is corrupt. And so now he wants us to believe that he is resigning for the people of this country. He got to be crazy. I don't believe that. Just like I don't believe that you're an honest man. Okay. Let's be real here. Oh, this is the worst that this country's ever been. You're a liar. 
Akiva Bush, you are a liar. People have the ability now to express themselves more than ever. Under your leadership and your tenure, you had people so afraid they could even call in on local radio stations because of your tyranny. Hmm? That's, that's, that those days were better, you think? Was it better when you were raping and pillaging the first Cayman Bank? Where little old women from West Bay lost their life savings and then ended up getting pennies on the dollar? Is that when life was supposed to be better for us? Is that, is that when, you know, when things were good because the people were blinded and they didn't have easy access to social media? And because of that, and, you know, they didn't have the ability to share information as easily to communicate with each other. Yeah, there's more discourse now. And with more discourse comes the appearance of more discord. But that's not necessarily the case. People are just finally communicating how they feel. And they should. We have an amazing community of people here who have the right to speak and to share their feelings, whatever those feelings may be. Now, your feelings and your opinion doesn't necessarily mean that it's a reality. But you know what? Share it. Have the dialogue. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this man who now tells you that he can't support the present makeup of the government because in, in, this is a quotation, in my opinion, the country is headed in the wrong direction or people are hurting like I've never seen them before. That means that you've not been paying attention. I got to be honest with you. This is a man who has supported big business throughout his entire political career and has lined his pockets the entire way. We got a long list of things from the Ritz-Carlton, remember that project? And how he was lining his pockets with his Cambridge Realty Company, y'all remember that? Got the contract to sell all of these condos at the Ritz, making millions of dollars in commission? Oh, don't y'all forget now. There's been a lot of lining of pockets over the years by this man, and it has had nothing to do with the people of this country. What struck me as quite interesting? Oh, yes, we don't even get to Tempura yet. Getting there. Uncle, he's not my literal uncle, but he know. Send me the whole list of everything Mac has done over the years because I'm going to try to remember, but I know I'm going to forget certain things. We not get to Tempura yet. Folks, the, this quote from this man, I think he, he got the quote wrong, right? What he meant to say is this is the worst things have been for him. Because finally he has a leader when he joined the PAC government who wasn't going to pay him to join, wasn't going to pay him when he fired him, right? Isn't going to interfere with his court cases. He claimed he don't have no money to pay for lawyers. Um, you know, the Honorable William Panton isn't giving him any money for lawyers or for anything else. When you become so accustomed to kickbacks throughout your entire political career, this must be, in his mind, the wrong direction. He's hurting. This is the worst that he's ever been hurting in his political career. So when he said our people, he was talking about himself and probably just a select few of his coonies. He wasn't talking about anybody else. Here's what I said last night. Yeah? 
The truth is, Makiva Bush has destabilized this country on more than one occasion, more than anyone else. See, make that seep in for a second. The UK almost stepped in and took over because of him. We were going to be another TCI. That's no joke. He was the first and only sitting premier to be arrested and charged in office. The first and only sitting MP slash Speaker of the House to be convicted in office. The first and only to be arrested and charged now on three separate occasions for multiple offenses. The first and only to contribute to the failure of a local bank. The first and only to be arrested for assault overseas. Remember the casino incident? But he paid her off, allegedly. First and only speaker forced to resign. Gave away her birthright with over 3,000 status grants. Y'all want to know, you're talking about the Compass article this week. Oh, we're outnumbered. We've been outnumbered a long time ago, thanks to the likes of McKeever Bush. Over 3,000 status grants given one time. Multiply that by every daughter, every son, everybody else they could bring in with the 3,000. That's what McKeever Bush has done for this country. You're talking about our birthright? Our birthright meant nothing to him? He don't care. You actually think McKeever Bush cares about how bad we're hurting? If you did... You would not have given 3,000, including crooks and criminals and child molesters and everything else, no checks, no, no due process, nothing, all for your own political gain. Folks, there's a lot of smoke screens and mirrors that we need to blow out of the way this morning. We have a lot of power-hungry people. And it's unfortunate because if they tip the balance right now, of what is happening in this country, I'm not sure that you all fully understand what the ramifications will be. If we don't have principled people in power, people who care more about the people than the prophets, we are going to go to hell in a handbasket and really, really fast. Hmm? Unbelievable. Liana said they needed to step in from before. This man has been arrested so many times. The credit card situation. Yes, he got off. It's not, he didn't get off because he didn't do it. <laughs> he did it. A jury of his peers said, well, we don't care. You know, um, use the government credit card for whatever you want. No principles. Yeah, yeah, he was eventually going to pay it back. Wow. Mm-mm. I'm telling y'all, don't let this man fool you for one second. Somebody lined his pockets for him to make this decision. And I don't have to see the bank account numbers, but I hope to God that whoever is doing the KYC and McEva Bush, I don't know where he banks, but y'all better make sure. Check the source of funds, honey child. Ask him where the money coming from. Unless he's keeping it under the mattress at home, Please ask him where that big deposit is coming from. You see? Y'all need to ask the right questions. There's a lot at play here and a lot of people behind the scenes who have an interest in removing Wayne Panton. 
I'm not here to tell you that this man is perfect, that he doesn't have his flaws. I'm not even here to tell you that he's a perfect politician. What I'm here to tell you and that my honest belief as I stand here today, I believe that he's a principled individual that is trying his best for the people of this country. And that is much more than I can say for a lot of other people who are MPs and even ministers. They have no principles. They will sell their soul and by extension this country to the highest bidder. Yeah? Because they've never seen money like this in their lives. And you know what? It has gone to their heads. When you're not used to nothing, when you're not used to this type of lifestyle, everywhere somebody go, oh, minister, minister. Oh, they up in their feelings big time. Their heads are like so big and overinflated. You think any of them ever saw $12,000, a month? Plus they're trying to build their empire so they'll be getting kickbacks and, and contracts and stuff for life. When you go from being unemployed, <laughs> for some of them, from owning companies where you owed people money, you couldn't even make payroll, we, uh, Dwayne Seymour. You couldn't pay pension. You couldn't do all of these things. Now, all of a sudden, you can make $13,000, $14,000 a month and not really doing nothing from it, for it. You can't even show up on time to work. You can't even go to government building every, every single day, nine to five. They've never had it so good in their lives. Now, if they were working for it, I don't have no problems with, you know, paying someone if they're working for it. Putting all your friends on boards for political favors. Yeah? In bed with known criminals. You guys are not calling no names this morning, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. Everybody in your district talking about, well, that one's a known drug dealer and he hanging out with him, birds of a feather. Mm -mm. Wake up. At least the difference is, right? Green Panton doesn't need the money. There's something to be said for that, knowing that people can't roll up on you. And just buy you off. And you gonna sell the whole country down the river because of it. Somebody say, I must call out Kenneth. Where is Kenneth anyway? They say, you called John John's name already? Please call out Kenneth as well. Well, this morning, I'm going to just say whoever the cap fit, they're going to have to wear it. But we're going to be focusing on McGeeva Bush. Because this man, is he really takes the cake. And you know, the irony of it is so many of them went in there wanting to be the next McKeever Bush. And this is where we have got to stop them. He's trained some of them. They've been under his tutelage. And they think that what McKeever Bush has been able to do for the past 40 years that they're going to be able to do for the next 40 years. And I'm going to tell y'all, we, the people of the Cayman Islands, are not going to stand for it under no circumstances. We will have a say in this so-called democracy. That's why during the last election, the progressives were so caught off guard by protests in the streets. How dare you protest against them was their attitude. They even had the audacity to run to the governor 
and tell the governor that what I was doing, helping with the protests, and, and, and listen, make no bones about it. You might have only seen 25 people out there, but we had thousands of people on the live stream and it was going all over this world and people were saying, no, we've had enough. They went complaining to the governor, oh, what she's doing is treason and you should charge her and you should make sure the people can't protest around election time and this and that. And they were threatening people. I mean, it was when the governor told me my, my, draw, my jaw dropped to the ground. I was like, what? Oh, they were fearful of violence. I said, really? I said, that's funny because when I was protesting on behalf of the progressives for years, including walking out in Georgetown like a donkey with a wheelbarrow, that was me. They didn't talk about any fear of anything then. Oh, because we were supporting them. You see how it works? I said, Governor, with all due respect, Caymanian people are not a violent people. In fact, <laughs> I'm surprised that we even got as many people out protesting as we did because we can barely do that most of the time. And he's like, oh, oh, really? I said, yes, sir, really? You're being played by Alden and his kunas. Don't be fooled. Oh, we, we're violent people. They were afraid of their lives, please. Ah, then you've never been afraid of nothing in your life. Y'all need to stop playing games. Is it too much to ask? We're paying you a very decent salary. Is it too much to ask for you to just show up and do your work? Stop the playing of games. Stop the childish behavior, throwing the tantrums. Oh, I can't get my $200 million school. So I'm going to start whispering in the background. You know, we need to get rid of him because he's not giving me what I want. Oh, he don't want my friend to get his um his slaughterhouse and, and this $300,000 debt paid off. And this one, it's like, really? The things that this current group that some of them are trying to pass through is absolutely ridiculous. Caller, good morning. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Um, I just want to correct one thing you just said mm. about like a donkey. Yeah, you were there too, so um, I know you don't want to be referred to as a donkey. <laughs> that's right. And I think, I, I think it's very important to make a distinction between supporting concepts that are correct mm -hmm. and supporting tribal leaders. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not a person who bows down to a village chief. Yeah. I'm a person who, if the principle that we're talking about is something that's good for us, I support the idea. So we have to separate the individual from the thing being discussed. And I was in support of the thing being discussed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You may continue. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Point taken. I mean, like I said, it was people like me, Denny, um, um, Billy Adams. I mean, there's a whole bunch of us out there protesting for what we believed and what we thought was the right thing. And for the record, somebody said, okay, my have such a short memory. Let me remind you all, those of you who don't know, because some of you are, are young, uh, when, what year was the status grants? Was that back in 2003, I think it was, when that fiasco happened? Some of you were, would have been in elementary school practically. I mean, it's, that's been a number of years, right? So you don't know the story. I was there. We were legally challenging that whole situation. And I wish to remind you, don't get the narrative twisted. 
Don't sit back and talk about, well, you know, this government now under the leadership of Wayne Panton, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're giving Kimani. No, 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 no. Wayne Panton stood up and fought, and he was not even involved in politics. At the time, he was still a partner at Walker's. He stood up and fought against the status grants. Remember what I tell you. Know the facts and what actually happened. Huh? Not only did he fight against it in principle, but he put his money where his mouth was at the time. We needed someone to fund the legal challenge to see if we could overturn the status grants and to ensure that that never happened again. And in order to do that, it meant that we had to bring in big time QCs from overseas and pay a lot of money in legal fees. Good morning, caller. You trying to call the talk show, honey? Yes, are you trying to call the talk show? No, 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 but we're on air right now. But just send me a WhatsApp message. Okay, there, no problem. All right, somebody lost some glasses. If you found glasses, let us know. All right, listen here now. These are the facts, right? Like I said, I was there, so I should know. We wanted to challenge it. But, you know, when you have to mount a legal challenge, especially of that magnitude, this is not something that's easy to do. Ween Panton, of all the millionaires in this country and the people who have a lot of money and they want to do the right thing, they want to do that, they want to do this. He's the one who stood up and said, I will pay for it. We need to ensure that this never happens again. He stood up to McKeever Bush then. And I'm saying now he needs to tell the people and talk to the people of the country and stand up now against McKeever Bush as well. You know, sometimes, and I understand it, in the world of politics, you have to make some decisions that you're not always comfortable with. You know, getting in bed with McKeeva Bush was the most uncomfortable decision, and yet he was left with no choice. Other people could have ensured that that didn't happen from the onset. Because remember now, John John wouldn't move. He only moved when Chris Saunders went and said, oh, you know, we're going to make a move against Ween and we're going to need you, so come in. Let's get you settled in and go from there. They didn't anticipate that Chris's bad behavior with women would have gotten him fired. You see, they, they, they think they're smart, you know. Julie wasn't there yet. So think about the makeup of the numbers. She came over later because, you know, she kind of blows with the wind. We always got to keep our eyes open on Judasana. Hate to say it, but that's the truth. She has proven that she flip-flops more than a flounder. Morning, everybody. Thank you, Miss Annette. She says you're the voice that speaks for the poor. Well, I would like to think that I'm the voice that is speaking for everybody who believes in the truth. Because there's a lot of people of financial means who believe in the truth, too. Not just poor people. And I refuse to sit back and allow the wrong people to take control of this country when I know they mean us no good. The circle of who they would be protecting and who they're trying to benefit is too small. The pie has to be spread out amongst us all. We all deserve part of this Caymanian dream.
Hear what this person said. I warned the country about McKeever's corruption and treatment of women from 2004 slash 2005 because he's always been doing it. I'm not naming who this person is, but they've been in the political arena and they said they warned people. They warned the country. They listened then and we removed him from power, but he subsequently fell back into his trap. Sorry, but they subsequently fell back into his trap. Memories are short. Sad state of affairs, Sandra. And look at how many times he's been arrested for multiple offenses since 2005. Shameful. And it is shameful. Right? I can't think of any political leader, not even Donald Trump, has been arrested as many times as McGeeva Bush. And the people of West Bay continue to put this man in political office. Last time he came close, 12 votes, I think it was, was awfully close, but y'all need to remove this man from office. That is the only way, the only way to ensure he is stopped making havoc in this country. Once you elect him, he's always a player. Yeah, he will always be influential. Somebody will always need him for power play. And he can be bought very, very easily. Somebody said there probably would be no source of funds because he can pay that right to his lawyers. Hmm. Mm -mm. It's 820. Here's what I want to do. Let's make a phone call this morning. And then I'm going to continue on. Bear with me. Um, who is this 954 calling me? 954? Um, honey child, if you're not got nothing to do with K-Man business right now, we can't answer that phone call. We need to make a more important call. I don't know who you is, honey child. Calling from Florida. What's up, me? So I know who you are and maybe I'll accept the call. But in the meantime, I want y'all to pay attention to who I am going to call. Hold on one second now, honey child. Keypad. Mm-hmm. 916. Mm-hmm. All right. Morning, Miss Ingrid. <laughs> the code of conduct was a waste of time to sign because it's not enforced. Well, I wouldn't say that. It's been enforced more than ever before. Which government leader has ever fired so many ministers and so many people? I'm just saying. I'm sorry, but the... All right, hold on. Let's try on this number over here. Mm-hmm. One second. All right. phone call you know all right um someone said it was by three votes from kiva not 12 
Uh, next person says, I wonder if Mac did that when he was premier. Um, tempura question mark did did what? Uh, he allowed the Queen. He allowed sorry the Owen Roberts International Airport passenger terminal building to be screwed up. The last dry weather airport in the Caribbean. This person talks about Judas's. All right, we're gonna we're gonna call back that person in a second. Y'all want to stay tuned for this. Um, it's me calling a nine five four. Oh, all right. Why don't you just call and what's up? That's a free call, honey. Shout, I'm trying to save y'all some money. Um, <laughs> Lord Jesus, somebody just send me this thing from Sherry Ann. Why she don't go sit her behind down? Really? Oh, my God, Sherry Ann, what, 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 what exactly you be trying to do? Can I ask you from one cousin to the next? Have you lost all your good senses? What do you? This is this is what she just sent out in her group. I got one about y'all, you know. She's on peace. Morning, caller. Morning. Morning. Welcome to the program. How are you? Not bad, dear. How are you? Thank you. I'm not bad. Good. But a little upset. Mm-hmm. You know, I sit here, I'm 60 years old, mm. and I see different generations of politicians like Ms. Allen Holder, Jim Barton, all of them. And they have never been worse than those before. Mm. I'm not saying there's not flaws in this present one, mm -hmm. but my concern is they have never given them a fair opportunity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They know they were all new. They never been said, okay, let us help you to mm -hmm. see if they would accept the help since we know that it's about our islands. They are all just greedy mm -hmm. with their long baskets mm -hmm. and always waiting for something to happen to get up in their glory. But that, that is not right. They're not for us, the people. Mm -hmm. So if anybody thinks they're for us, the people, they're not. Mm -hmm. If you were for the people, you would have said, okay, Mr. Bush sat down. Let us work together mm -hmm. because your term is still going on and we have the respect for you that the people choose you. Mm -hmm. The people don't want them. If the people wanted them, they would have choose them from the beginning mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. refuse to have them. So why don't you give the people a fair chance? Mm -hmm. You know, they're saying Mr. Ponton is all of this and that. But the well, others has been worse. I'm, I'm the only thing. Let, let me say yeah. this: the only thing that I have been able to get from people, when I say to them, and I've had politicians come to me complaining, and I've said to them, "Tell me what the issue is with Wayne Panton." You know what they told me? Thank oh, you. he has poor meeting management skills. I'm like, what? That's it. Mm -hmm. A meeting that mm -hmm. he could delegate for anybody mm -hmm. else to run. That's your beef with this man. Mm -hmm. But you know what it is, mm -hmm. caller? They don't want to tell the truth about what their real issue is at Wayne Panton. Thank their, you. Their real Thank issue you. with him is that as a principled man, he is keeping them all in check and refusing to allow them to line their pockets. That's the real issue. And when they can sit at a table with me and, and talk about, you know. oh, he, he has poor meetings management skills. I'm like, really? 
That that is what don't you forget. Th- no, don't forget me. No, you know, going to the bars and drinking when I'm in drugs. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Uh huh. Okay, so you know that's the next thing. So that's but but the thing the man don't have no time for all of that. But but the thing going to the bars every night and up and down with young girls and they have their wife and they don't have no respect. We don't really need that. We need example for the young men and women of Cayman mm-hmm. that are represents mm-hmm. raping people, not you know uh, putting people down and not handing out. That's what mm-hmm. destroy our country. These hand out, hand out, hand out. That people mm-hmm. think these are kings and their own people with this mental thinking, and it needs to change. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I believe that this government is not doing this hand out, hand out business. Well, and some, some of them, some of them, this. some of them trying, and because he is preventing it from happening, that's also Thank one you. of the problems. Thank you. And that should be a problem, for, um, not for him, but for them, knowing that you're willing to sell your country for a dollar. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it has to stop. And the people have to wake up to realize that mm-hmm. we got kids coming after. Exactly. And they better vote wise. They better vote wise because mm-hmm. let me tell you, we're too small. Mm-hmm. When the other countries can survive, mm-hmm. we are so small. It's by the grace of God that mm-hmm. we're surviving system. Yeah. So I hope that they understand what the man is doing. Mm-hmm. When you decide you're going to take a stand, mm-hmm. that you do not want corruption, regardless if you don't like him, Stand for the truth. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm, is good mm-hmm. for your country? It's not about liking somebody. You're not gonna lay down with me. You're not gonna sleep with me. Mm-hmm. It's a matter if you're mm-hmm. doing good for your country. Is what is important. Yeah. And if he's taking stand against these persons that are doing these things that is illegal, mm-hmm. that's what we need. Mm-hmm. And if it's not him, we need somebody else. That when they come in, mm-hmm. they do the same thing. Yeah. Stand and, for and, and I and I want to ask this country. Small. I want to ask this country a serious question right now, right? If we don't have Premier Panton at the Reens, tell me wh- who else would be principled enough that you could trust, that has experience, that can represent us both locally and abroad, that you would say, yes, this is not a viable person for um, premiership. Juliana? Well, I'll say well, no more. Let me tell you now. Well, mm. let me tell you now, we, we, we're in a sad situation because they're not looking. They, you know, sometimes what happens, um, Sandy, people get so caught up mm. by who they don't like right. that they can't see the reality of what is going on. Forget who you don't like. But if mm-hmm. that person is doing something that is good, regardless if you like them, give them the prompts. Mm-hmm. If they're not, that's a different thing. And this is my island. And this is the problem most of the time. Well, I don't like her. Mm-hmm. Is she doing something to you? No, but mm-hmm. I just don't like her. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. But is she doing good for your country? Yeah, but I don't like her. So that mentality, we mm-hmm. have to get rid of it. I am sorry. You know, and, and you tell them and they're like, yeah, but, you know, she thinks she's a, she walk proud. Lord, if they're walking proud or they're doing whatever, mm-hmm. let them do it. If they're doing good for your country, don't worry about that. You need to worry now where are we going. We're outnumbered. You, you know why? Mm-hmm. You know why we outnumber? Well, because I, greed. Yeah. You, Thank you, you so you much, know, Carla. We do have another thing? caller. Who wants to jump on the line? Okay, sweetie. Thank you so much. Okay, darling. Thanks. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. I need to see you off air. It's 
an eight to six million dollar project. It comes concerning some of these you were discussing this morning. I love your topic. Thank you, Colin. Green planning, green planning is the best, and we're going to keep it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. If it ain't him, I think it's going to be you, but not no. the general <laughs> Definitely not me, honey, Jal. <laughs> but thank you very much. I appreciate it. We prefer to put trust in you than Julia Gianna will kind of tell you that. Lord have mercy. I how what I how. Mm-hmm. All right. This governor is supposed to be a good governor, and I hope she's listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you she so got much. Some of what I'm talking about now, too. Please let me see a little later. I want to come down and give you some stuff to review. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. I will call you back about 10 30. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, my dear. Yes, sir. This is where it's at this morning. Um, folks, what a sad situation. It's sad that, I mean, picking up from what that caller just said, um, he said he's, he's willing to trust me more than the, the, the rep- representative from Kimabra. You know, we got some serious problems. This person said, hold on a second, Sandy, please tell me and tell the people that came in islands who saying that he has poor management skills. It can't be that uneducated representative from the Eastern District, and it certainly can't be an ex-drug dealer from Georgetown. Well, I'm not going to tell you all who it is, but let me just say they have zero, zero. When I say zero, I don't even mean point zero one. I mean flat out zero room to um, criticize anybody. These guys have had no jobs. They've not been on boards. They, they've not, I mean, let's be real here. He doesn't start on time every single day. That's because the man behind the scenes putting out so many fires and juggling so many of y'all and your ridiculous behavior. Do you know how much the country could have gotten done if the minute the government got in, There was not a concerted effort to unseat and remove this government. Think about it for a second. If the premier didn't spend so much of his energy fighting with his own PAC members, trying to keep them in line, you know how much time and energy that takes to try to placate people, to keep them happy? This one wants Speaker of the House, or she got run over with the progressives. Oh, we're going to call a vote of no confidence. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I mean, by now, my poor little brain would have exploded. Their grab for power and their hunger for power has been unrelenting since the election. I have actually never seen anything like it. Y'all need to pray for the leadership of this country, and in particular, Premier Panton. Because the man is under siege. It's ridiculous. Internally, the progressives, you saw them now come in uh, the woodworks because they're always there on the sidelines waiting and watching. Oh, we we give you until 4 o'clock tomorrow to resign. And they're still in talks with some of their former coonies. Y'all know that when um, John John resigned the other day, Others were supposed to follow him, and they didn't. So you know what he went around telling people? Oh, it made him look like a fool. 
He should he shouldn't have resigned because of course you know he need, he needed money. He got a couple of children and he got a business that is tethering on, on failure, right? Still owing people pension money and all this kind of stuff. So he needs that that ministerial money, and he wasn't showing up to work, so he was getting paid for practically nothing. Huh? So now he's upset, and he said it since he resigned. That's why three weeks after he resigned. The, the people that are pushing him said, oh, go, go on Mario's show and, and see what if we can drum up some support to get rid of Ween. Go and talk about all oh, his failures and this and that. Who has had more failures than John John? Hmm? What has John John actually accomplished as a multiple time minister? Other than being able to throw hosting parties and concerts. You think he's another one that cares about the people of this country or cares about the constituents in Baden Town? He cares about himself. When we were not fully prepared to open this country, he was pushing for it to be open because he had a concert that we needed to host. And that was his biggest concern. Not how many of you got COVID and died. Not how many of you were vaccinated or unvaccinated. He wanted the concert to go forward. And he was pre prematurely pushing for this country to open whether we were ready or not. To damn with the people of the country, it's all about profits. Hmm? Everybody wants to be the chief and not enough Indians. Everybody wants to be premier. They don't even have the kahunas. They don't have the skills. They don't have nothing. No experience. Some of them are first-time MPs and a minister. And instead of them focusing and doing what they need to do on the job, they're out there trying to work backroom deals and talking to people who are continually inflating their ego. But, oh, you could be the premier, you know. We'll support you. We'll give you the financial backing. Well, it's not going to be about the financial backing. The people are telling you. If they don't want you as premier, we will make it be known loud and clear. Now, look at how ridiculous people getting. Sherry Ann just posted up this message. Bring back Chris Saunders and his department. Really? First of all, it's not a department. It's called a ministry. Try to educate yourself. And secondly, on what basis would you be bringing him back? Let's talk about what he accomplished for the two years he was actually there. He made a lot of campaign promises. And there were things that he could have done that he did not do. Even his promise to give the people of the Cayman Islands um, duty concessions on second properties so you could get a little piece of land, a second piece of land, and save some money on the government duty. He did not even deliver on that as easy as that is to do. That is something that the premier, after taking over the finance ministry, had to deliver on. What did he deliver on? Did we get any immigration reform under him? You know what he was delivering on? Trying to sex up every woman that he came in contact with. Tell them, oh, go meet me at this hotel. They have underground parking. Nobody not going to see you coming. He was too busy with that kind of foolishness. And Sherry Ann, you need to tell the people the truth. Why in your um, group, why do you keep pushing Chris Saunders on the people? Tell them what he really been pushing on you. I mean, you, you keep, I keep warning you not to make me have to speak on it, but you're the one who keep going there. Whose pockets are getting lined? Who puts you on that board? 
Hmm? How many people you taking money from to push through their application to immigration? You don't think I know? You want me to talk about the Nepalese woman? $750? Y'all a bunch of crooks. Huh? Enough is enough. You're crooking the people of the Cayman Islands. They need to disassemble these boards. These politicians, all in the name again of political favors, have put unprincipled people, because they're unprincipled too, the politicians unprincipled, and they have put unprincipled people on these boards. Not every person, but they put too many, as far as I'm concerned. And then when they get in there, they think they're there with such impunity that they can do whatever they want. Listen to me, woman. Don't have me pull up my notes yet today because the anti-corruption unit needs to be giving you a call about why you're going taking cash from people to push through their work permits. And I have the woman's name and I will call it today. And if she wants to stay in this country, tell me, is she afraid of you? Well, she going to be more afraid of the law than she is of you. I can tell you that. I will call her out today because the anti-corruption unit needs to go make some arrests. Huh? Afraid of her work permit? But, she, but <coughs> sorry. My apologies. Afraid of her work permit, but not afraid of doing the right thing? Yeah. Like I said, our own people are some of the biggest crooks. I have the woman passport in my hand. I have her information. And she needs to speak up. And she's not the only one. Not the only one, not at all. Getting all kind of, oh, give me $750 and I'll make sure that your application hurry up and gets through. Really? And so we must be taking your word for it that Chris Saunders means this country any good? Huh. I know well. That ought to be the case. Uh-uh. I will expose the dirt head this morning before that could happen. I can tell you that. Just because you got a group with a few people in it don't mean that you're to be trusted. And it certainly does not mean that you have the interests of the people at heart. That's for sure. Bring back Chris Saunders. Go and talk to the women in the ministry, not department. Talk to the women in the ministry who had to be put on leave because they were so afraid of what this man would do to them. Vindictive a government minister because he's turned down their advances because he would they would not cowtail to his ridiculous requests and his behavior. That's who you want to return? On what grounds should he be returned? He was fired from his job as minister. And the people of this country need to fire him as an MP as well. Good morning, caller. Well, we don't want him beach bait, that's for sure. We <laughs> want him out of there. He was not supposed to be in there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. We don't want no goddamn Jamaican accents in our leadership. And that is final. You tell the world, I tell you so. They are no well, good to none of us besides their own people. Listen okay? to me. And I, I can prove that from the pandemic. Clean up. 
I, I don't. Well, let me let me make it very clear. Chris Saunders is a Caymanian, whether he has a Jamaican accent or not. He's whether a he, he, Caymanian or not. He is not working in the favor well, of Cayman Islands or the government. That the is the government. argument. We're, that's the argument. Let's not let's not make this about it's Jamaicans versus like Caymanians. Yes, that's that is right. That is where they the argument is. Using, you said the right word this morning. Yeah, they're only using the country and its people. And they're using the crown for a cover note to do their goddamn dirty work. Mm -hmm. I got some of the evidence right now. Mm -hmm. six freaking million dollars. Mm -hmm. It's in the goddamn. Uh, 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 watch, watch, right watch the language. Watch the language. Don't forget. There's too much to be taken away from Cayman Islands. Don't forget your own radio, though. Yes, don't forget your radio. Yes. All right. They're taking our ancestors' land. Mm -hmm. And now even notified us. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, and they got every access blocked for us to get through, even to tribunal to go back to. I'm trying mm -hmm. to get on to the judge in our excellence, you know. If I got to get locked up to do that, I'm going to do it. Mm -mm. But Tibbetts and Aldin, Aldin is not in this one. Juliana mm -hmm, mm -hmm. O'Connor and the Colossus London, so where? Martin Roper know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I asked him to do a review, mm -hmm. internal on a survey, on, in, in, on the on the civil service, and he told me back in two o'clock on the Monday afternoon. Mm -hmm. He said, "Mr. Whitaker, I did what you say. Out of thirty-two, I found nineteen, but he couldn't do anything about it here. He had to take it back to the crown to the crown colony." Mm -mm. I said, "Thank you very much, sir. I think that's why they took him out early because he was a goddamn good man. You hear what? Well, he he served his time. He didn't leave early. He served his time. But you speak to me off air, so I can get some more information." I respect him very much because yes. he, 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 he was looking into matters and mm -hmm. he's seen a lot. Mm -hmm. And he told me, he said, this is the worst he had ever seen. Mm -hmm. Which is many lawyers come here from foreign and say the same thing. The Crown does not have ministers that is viewing the service members of the Crown. They're mm -hmm. taking the public for a, for a football ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we can't speak back. Mm -hmm. Right now, Sandra, I know I buy a gun in my life and I don't like one. Mm -hmm. But I find it necessary to own one now because they ain't taking Macalsas Ebank's land from North Side. You hear what I tell you? I have all of the facts from 1945. He was a crown minister. They erase his history. They take his land and now they're trying to sell it. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to work over my dead body. You hear what I tell you? Mm, Tell them mm, to come mm. and kill me. I got 17 grandchildren mm. and five boys. One of them will get them. Mm, you hear what mm, I tell mm. you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We need some religious people to serve the crown here. I hope and pray that the king comes here. I will get locked up to go kneel long in front of him and to ask him for help. Because these people are killing us. Mm. The children don't have no goddamn future. Mm -mm. Language, language, my dear. Listen, talk to me off air. Yes, ma'am. All right, darling. All right. Uh, people, I know, I know you're heated, but just remember now, we're still on radio. It's not past 1030, so we can't use any kind of language now, although I don't think that would necessarily count, but you know these people, they'd be looking for any excuse now to stop you all from hearing the truth. So let's toe the line. Let's toe the line. Listen, for me, this has nothing to do with Chris having a Jamaican accent. I mean, I've always thought it was a peculiar that a homegrown Caymanian could have such a Jamaican accent. But, you know, I think who, who was a Jamaican? Was it his dad? 
I think that sometimes what happens, and uh, the Jamaican accent is one that's of particular interest, is that, um, you know, if you grew up, if you spend your formative years in a school environment and that's the accent you have, then that's what it is. And obviously he uh, maintains uh, very, very close um, Jamaican roots. But let me tell y'all something now, because I want y'all to understand this. Um, this is, has nothing to do with Caymanians versus Jamaicans. There are a lot of Jamaicans who will stand up even against Chris Saunders because he they know he's not no good for this country. <laughs> I, listen, I've had Jamaicans stop me and they said, Sandy, Chris Saunders go around bragging about how the Jamaican vote got him in. He, they, they said, trust me, as, as Jamaicans who have now benefited from this country and are now Caymanians and are voters, they say we're not putting him back in if we have a viable option. He's not the one, whether he's Jamaican or not. And the other thing that we need to be mindful of him, his connections to politics in Jamaica, and I've said it before, makes him a very dangerous man. And I'm surprised that Sherry Ann, well, I shouldn't be surprised. Never mind. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Let me, let me just be honest here. I'm not surprised. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm not surprised because she only can sell a couple things in her life. So let's not be surprised about none of that. Mm -hmm. The soul done been sold. And you know what else? So we're not, we're not, we're not going to worry. We're not surprised. But why would you allow someone to come into this country who believes in the gar garrison politics that has ruined a country like Jamaica? Huh? He's over there every, every time he can get an opportunity. Cuddling up and cahoodling and whatever with their, their prime minister over there. And bringing that style back to back to the Cayman Islands, even taking Jay over there, taking Kenneth over there, taking Makiva Bush. Go and check how many trips they've taken since the, since Chris got in as minister. Somebody, some months back when they were there, sent me a picture saying they can't even be respectful to the prime minister, stand up in the photo with him, and wouldn't even put on a proper shirt. No protocol, no training, no nothing. They say even the Jamaican politicians are more respectful and better trained than those that we have in Cayman. You go and meet the prime minister of another country and you can't even dress properly. Hmm? Over there for all the wrong reasons. Trying to pick up on all the badness in Jamaica to bring that back to Cayman. We don't want that kind of politics here. That's why so many Jamaicans have left Jamaica because they're looking for a better life for themselves. What's the sense of coming to the Cayman Islands and turning it into Jamaica, especially when it comes to politics and the corruption and the garrison nature of politics? Nobody in their right mind don't want that. That's what people are running from. That's what decent Jamaican people are running from. So he thinks he has a Jamaican vote locked down. And I'm telling y'all, <laughs> I've heard from enough Jamaicans that have said to me, not so fast, honey chill. They said, Sandy, no, we, not, we, we know what ruined Jamaica and we're not going to sit back and allow it to ruin Cayman because where are we going to run after that? We're not going to know where else to run to. Now, listen, Chris was my, I would consider him a friend, but I don't care who you are. If you can't do the right thing, especially when you get into the world of politics, I'm going to tell you all the story here this morning. The first time Chris decided to run for politics, you know, it was before we had one man, one vote. So I was, I think it was before. Was it before? I think so. Anyway, I used to live in, in Newlands 
Chris came to me, you know, we talk all the time. What's up, Sandy? You know, I want your support. I'm going to run. Can I count on you for my vote? And I said, no, because I'm not one of those people that can be like, oh, yeah, I can vote for you. And then go in the booth and vote for somebody else. If you ask me straight up, I don't go around normally bragging about who I'm voting for. But if you ask me straight up who I'm going to, are you going to vote for me? I'm going to be honest with you and I'm going to tell you no. And I told him no. And I said, Chris, I'm going to tell you why I'm telling you no. Because despite you and I being friends, I don't think you have the right qualities to be a politician. You're too arrogant for my liking. You know what happens when you take a person who's already a narcissist and who already has arrogant tendencies, already arrogant, and you give them a little bit of position and a little bit of power? Lord God, you can't stop that person. And I told him no. And if y'all don't believe me, we can call up Mary. Um, and Mary probably don't know this story, but we can call up Melanie right now and verify the story because she know Chris got vexed at me and stopped talking to me for the longest time for years. He wouldn't talk to me because I told him I wasn't going to vote for him. And I know, I hope you know, I, I reckon I wasn't worried. <laughs> the food didn't come, the bread never stopped coming off my plate. You're not going to talk to me in our business? Because I'm trying to give you constructive criticism, you see? And the fact that you can't even accept con constructive criticism from someone who you know is just being honest, I'm not going to no beef in it, mean you're not going to beef. I'm just saying, I don't think you're ready. Show me you're ready for politics. And then you get vexed at me and stop talking to me. Well, anyway, he eventually came back around. You know, Sandy, you know, I, I make some change. Okay, I can give you a chance. I believe in giving people chances. And look where you're going and undid. Give you a chance, I'll look. The arrogance, it didn't take long for the arrogance to reemerge. Oh, I not, I not spend no pile of money, no campaign. Look, look, I was able to beat him. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. I have a winning strategy. I'm like, really? The same way when he went into that government building and he started misbehaving, there were good intentioned people who pulled him apart and said to him, Chris, don't come in here being unprofessional, right? Don't do this. Don't do that. Do you think he would listen to them? You know what his attitude was? Oh, F you, F this, F everybody. That is how he would respond to people. So un uh, unbelievable. It is really, really shocking. All of a sudden he had arrived. Nobody can't talk to him. Nobody can't tell him nothing. He knows everything. He got all the answers. Sometimes you have to learn to humble yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to wreck yourself. But if it's not in you, it's not in you, and you can't change who people are at their core. That's the biggest lesson, I think, in life that I have really learned, right? You can't change them. And oftentimes they can't even change themselves unless they're getting some serious professional help. Nothing they can do. They are who they are. And so you better wake up, open your eyes and accept them for who they are. And politics has an amazing 
and shocking ability to bring out the worst in people. It, and it doesn't seem to take very long at all. It's just so incredibly shocking to me and sad because ultimately their game playing, their egomaniacal behavior and so on impacts all of us. We don't want it and we don't need it. We just want people who are focused. Let me tell y'all another story. And it goes to show you that, you know, redemption is possible. But again, I suppose at the end of the day, it goes to the core of who the individual is. Let me tell you about Sabrina Turner. You know, throughout all of this, you probably have been wondering, she's been one of those silent people, silent voices. You're probably wondering, what's going on with Sabrina? How are we not hear nothing from her? You know what her position is? Every time there's a flaring up of a situation, you message her and ask her, hey, what's going on? She says, oh, I'm just here focusing on my work and doing the peop- about the people's business. That's the response. You know, we had some questions because she was initially confused. <laughs> the progressives are trying to get in her head. And unfortunately, Miss Lucille, they'd sent her in to, to do the pre-work on poor Sabrina. So she thought that was a woman that she could trust. So we had to put a little fire to Sabrina initially. And a lot of us are questioning, boy, I don't know. What, what is this? But I must tell you, of all of the representatives who we knew were potentially on the fence and could easily be bought, she has been the most loyal. I mean, isn't that ironic? She has been about the people's business more than anybody else. Even more than Kathy. Because Kathy wanted that, that Speaker of the House position. She was willing to walk for it if she didn't get it. And I'm not asking nobody this. I'm telling y'all what I know. So now she's quiet because she got what she want. But that should have never been the case. On a matter of principle, you should have been doing the right thing regardless whether you got Speaker of the House or not. Anyway, Ms. Pat, good morning. Liana says, anyone can run for politics, 18 or over, no experience, a high school degree, clean police record. (laughs) Well, as long as the police record isn't for conviction of theft or dishonesty is what the law says. So that is why technically not anybody can run. Uh, You know, uh, Mario Rankin can never run. He's disqualified for life. Carrie Hort, Tibbetts, Whitaker can't run. She's disqualified for life. So if you have a theft or dishonesty conviction, you can't run. And there are other requirements not just being 18 years and older, about your um, Caymanian connections. You know, these need to have one parent, I think, that's a Caymanian and one grandparent. I have to go look at the Constitution to make sure I get it correct. So it's not quite as tenuous as that. But in terms of the qualifications, yes. You, you don't need to, you know, if you haven't gotten convicted of anything in sentence for 12 months or more, then you can run. You can have shorter convictions. You know, you can, 
It's all sorts of stuff, really. But, you know, the, the bottom line is this. Two things have to happen in 2025. Number one, we the people need to start vetting our candidates a bit more. It's, it's one thing to have people who can talk the talk. That's easy. Walking the walk is a different situation. And we need to see some demonstration that they are capable of walking the walk. The only way we can see that is they need to prove in themselves, either in the world of business or something. And unfortunately, we are hiring people to be MPs in this country, and then they become the ministers, they form cabinet, they become leaders in this country, and they have zero dedication to the people. They've never really proven any dedication to the people, and that we have to do better with. That's on us. Because they don't elect themselves. They can spend all the campaign money in the world, right? But if we say, no, it doesn't matter. But here's the other thing. We also need viable options. Because some people won by default. Chris Saunders is one of those people. He never beat a formidable opponent. Frederick? Vincent Frederick? Yeah. Let me tell you something. A soldier crab could have beat him. That wasn't a that wasn't that wasn't a fair fight in the sense that you know but but here's the thing the progressives and the PPM purposely puts these guys in there as red hearings they know they can't win but they can just throw them in there to try and split up the vote and see what they can do and not gonna be that they did the same thing in prospect. They give somebody $10,000, say you go run prospect and try and split up the vote. Because when you split the vote, it works in favor of the incumbent. And they wanted to get back in power. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandra. Hello, how are happy, you? Happy Friday. I'm yes, great. sir. How are you? My dear, right here, sir. Um, I don't know if you can remember me calling the show sometime about a month or a half ago. I, I was just listening to you and I heard when you said what we need for 2024. Mm -hmm. 2025. Uh, it 2025. It yes, reminds sir. me of what I said when I called in the last time about letting those potentially want to be candidates sign a contract. Mm. And once they break the contract, they're fired. Mm -hmm. We need the power to fire them mm -hmm. because they can always make a promise and when they get in, they change their minds. Mm -hmm. But if they sign a contract, then... If they change their mind, they're fired. But here's the we problem with it. We look, look, pay. Yeah, but look look at what happens when you have them sign a contract. McKeever Bush signed the contract too. Well, and who fired him? It, that what I'm saying is the, the contract, and I mean, he got fired by the premier. He was forced to resign finally, but the contract meant little to nothing. That didn't make him any better. That didn't make him any better behaved. So before we even but, get to the concept of signing fired, a contract... Well, you're fired, you're not on the job no longer. Well, listen, he's still an MP, though. He might not be Speaker of the House. He might not be a minister, but he's still an MP. So well, unless, unless the, the people, job. listen, <laughs> unless the people fire him from even getting in, you That's cannot predict. We okay. need that power. I see. Well, we have the power right. when we go to the polls. But they have to we gotta do better before they're elected. Just like you hiring someone to work in your yard. 
they're going to sign a contract of, of the terms that you put in place. And if they break it, then they're fired. Hmm. Hmm. Think about it. That's what we need. That will scare the life out of them. Because, you know, once they break the, the, the contract, that's it. They're gone. Mm. You have something to show. That's your signature. You signed it. This is what you're going to do. And you didn't do it. Well, you're gone. Mm-hmm. That's just my two cents. All right, my dear. We're a good one. Thank you so much. You probably good work. Bye. Thank you. All right, folks. So um, by and large, I'm going to read some of your comments now. By and large, um, the people have made it very, very clear um, that, you know, somebody said Sherry Ann sent out a message that Ween has resigned. Well, I'm going to call the premier here in a second because I don't know anything about that. So we'll call him, ask him directly. That's we'll, we'll get it from the horse's mouth. That, that can be easily done. She's sending out all kinds of messages. She's being used by Chris, as you can just see there, to, you know, be his mouthpiece. And, and I mean, like I said, y'all need to be very, very, very careful allowing her to take on that role. Everything she says needs to be taken with a big green, not, not just a green assault, pour, pour the whole box in and take it with a box of salt. Well, the people seem to be um, speaking this morning. Leanna speaking to um, Makiva's wanting Ween to interfere with that process says that um, we swear say, he swears say Ween is God. Speaking of Makiva Bush, he just sent me a message quoting scripture. <laughs> y'all wouldn't believe it. Y'all, y'all, I know y'all think I'm lying right now, but uh, listen, I don't lie. Makiva Bush just sent me a scripture reading. My God. Good morning, caller. Are you trying to get on the program? Hello, caller? Okay, well, we're live on air, so it's 936-2626 if you need to call in to the show. Okay, all right. Well, I can't talk on a personal call when I'm live on air. What on earth? All right, folks. Um, he he sent a scripture reading this morning. People, forgive me if I'm not going to share that scripture reading with you, because I refuse. I refuse to entertain the devils that are surrounding us. You can send all the Bible verses you want that has no bearing on me whatsoever. You need to be careful because God is not to be trifled with. You're talking about you're singing in church choir and you believe in God. He's not to be trifled with. That heart been ticking okay for a minute, but you keep it up. Uh, Darlene says, everyone knew Mr. Bush, so what is our surprise? Miss Donna says, amen, Mr. Panton. Stand tall. God bless you always. Erica says, yes, there are persons in society who are above the law. Well, they think they are. And who can make these cases disappear? <laughs> Listen, nobody is above the law. I thought that Mr. Bush would have known that because when he was a sitting premier, they came and arrested him and demonstrated to him, sir, that you are not above the law. 
They served a search warrant at seven o'clock in the morning, which is the earliest possible time they can serve a search warrant on your house and dig up in your very underwear drawer. If that is not an indication that you're not above the law, I don't know what is. But he hasn't learned anything from it, Eric, is the problem. Marshall says he doesn't have an honest bone in his body. It's a good thing. He's a so-called Christian. Marshall also says, you said it right, Sandy. It's not going good for him. It's the worst it has been. things have been for him since he can't get what he wants. But you see, he is a pawn in this bigger chess game, and that's the problem. Liana says, Mikiva's working for El Chapo. What a hot mess. Someone is asking us to ask Sherryanne, who's been paying her mortgage for years. Can we get the answer? Because I don't know. Haley says, why I don't get, what, what I don't get in the statement, they said, because we don't have the budget ready yet and this and that, how is having all of this excitement helping us get the budget sorted? Just moving focus elsewhere. Well, this is the problem that no one is willing to really answer is this continual attempt to destabilize the country and destabilize this government does not allow them to achieve any real goals. Liana says, clearly signing that code of conduct was a waste of time to sign because he's not, it's not enforced. Well, let me say this. So the, the ministers have signed a code of conduct the government, and again, something they've not been able to push through because the progressives won't do it. They have been trying to get all MPs to sign a code of conduct, right? They have distributed the documents. The, the um, opposition has seen it. The progressives have seen it, and they refuse to act on it. They refuse to allow it. So the only control that the premier has had has been over his cabinet members, and that's one of the reasons why they can't stand the man. Because yes, he has had to reprimand Bernie Bush, demoted Bernie Bush, took a ministry away from him, fired Chris Saunders, fired um, uh, McKeever Bush. So he has done the most and held the most people accountable out of any premier that has ever been in this country. And he was able to use, Liana, that code of conduct for the foundation and gave him the power to do those things. And it has not been easy because these guys do not want to be held accountable. And so any movements you make, you hold this one accountable, his little buddy in cabinet all of a sudden wants to make a move. So uh, Mr. Bush, with all due respect, don't send me no Bible verses. What a hot mess. Mm -mm -mm. Let me read some of your messages. Oh, people sending me stuff from Sherry Ann's chat. Okay, thank you so much. Let me show y'all what this woman is trying to do in terms of helping to destabilize this country. You cannot destabilize this country and think that you're going to benefit from it. Yeah? That's not how that's, this is going to work. See her chat message right here? Falsely telling people that seems Ween, Ween has resigned at 8.53 this morning. Somebody else had the foresight to say, is that confirmed? 
right? It's not true. Where would anybody be getting that from this morning? Resign because of what? Ms. Barbara says, in my opinion, the problem is that they're jealous. <laughs> Mikiva, you sold out the country. Go sit down, sir, says Caymanian problems. Valerie says, Jamaica politics coming to Cayman. These politicians want to control the people. Take it from a Jamaican. <laughs> Trust and believe. Patricia Bryan says, minus the reference to the accent, good for Caymanian, finally showing their frustrations at the state of the country slash islands. There's so much happening to Caymanians and residents. Mm-mm-mm. Johan says voters have to understand who really controls candidates and incumbent MPs with big money. Sponsors and financiers demand a return on investment from those that they help buy votes or secure an election win. Haley says regardless of the contract, if we have no one to fill their place, then we end up essentially right back where we start with a full house and before the end only holding on to a couple. Now, this is a problem. You can have someone sign a contract all you want. But the contract is really only as good as the people who are signing the contract. Because some people will sign a contract and never, ever intend to adhere to it. And what, what good is that? Ms. Monica says it was a forwarded message. We see that, but the question is, why is she so hell-bent on forwarding a message that is completely inaccurate, right? It's obvious that she is supportive of Chris and his political advancement to the detriment of the premier and I guess anybody else, including the people of this country. Johan says we need constitutional reform and election law reform that includes recall provisions for non-performing MPs instead of waiting every four years. Liana says, let's put in time limits. Ran for four years, he or she cannot run again for the next four years. Haley says, we need some people who actually, we need people who actually want the job and not just a paycheck. Johan says, uh, Auntie Sandy is the only person that can reach the DG and Premier. Um, any other shot caller in Cayman, well, if you call McKeeva Bush, the internet is going to break. What, what more can McKeeva Bush say? All I want to know is who paid you off, sir. That's the only question I have. Should we call him and ask him that? Mm-mm. Good morning to Marco. Marco says, instead of these politicians focus themselves on these vendors that are killing us with high prices, they focus, uh, seems to be who has the most power. Liana says it should be a fine of 10000 or 10000 if politicians cannot comply with the law. Which law are we referring to? They should even be in office if they can't comply with the law. If Dr. Frank is coming back, I don't think so. Oh, what a hot mess. Mm -mm. 936, folks, 2626. 
is the uh, telephone number. Uh, Johan says in politics, always follow the money. Amelia, good morning. Honey chill. Alejandro says there needs to be age limits. I'm not so sure that's going to help. Good morning to Miss Ann Rice joining us from Tampa. What a thing. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Thank you so much. This person says she's lying by the skin of her teeth. Um, let me just go through some of the messages here. Uh, this person says, um, that's what happens when incompetent people are allowed to run for elections. Every other job in the Cayman Islands from grave digger to governor requires a qualification, but political leaders don't need one. Make it make sense. Jesus. Here's your reply to that fool. Oh, they say I'm going to send this to McKeever Bush as a dog vomits, returns his vomit as a fool repeats his folly. Folly, uh, in an aphorism which appears in the book of Proverbs in the in the Bible, Proverbs 26, 11. Okay, I'll send it to him. Thank you, honey chair. We can meet Bible verse with Bible verse. Mr. Bush, you need to explain why you thought the premier would be willing or able or even entertain the idea of trying to make your court cases go away. Court cases that you have brought upon yourself because you simply cannot behave. Hold on. Let me see if I can make this phone call again. Let me just check the number here now. Um. Mm-hmm. What a ting. Mm-mm. Can't make this stuff up. I'm sorry, <sighs> but the person you have called. Mm-mm. I tell you. All right. Thank you, Al. Is this the um? Is this the right Al? Because apparently somebody was commenting yesterday with an Al Ebanks account, but it wasn't Al that we know. Oh, he says. Oh, by the way, this is the real Al Ebanks. Thank you, Al. So this Al says the divide and conquer mentality is alive and well. Let them fight amongst themselves. In my world, independence is not a bad word. By the way, this is a real Al Ebanks. Well, independence isn't a bad phrase, but it's bad when you're not prepared, and we are nowhere near prepared for independence. Imagine, Al, if all of this is happening right now under the oversight of the UK, knowing that at any time the UK government can come in and say, folks, enough is enough. We'll we'll take over from here. Y'all don't have no sense. If this is what our MPs are doing right now, knowing that the UK has that reserve power, what do you think will happen to this country 
if we were an independent nation. You know how rampant the corruption would be? There'd be no oversight, nobody to keep them in check, none at all. Yerali says they're not looking out for the people. Caymanians can't even live in their own land, can't afford housing, utilities, and food, and government don't look into these things. The price is going up and everything, but not the minimum wage. Here's the sad thing about it. All these things are in the works. The minimum wage committee should have had something for us by now. We're still waiting. That should have happened from last month. I understand that they were delayed, but we need to hear something from them. There was a sexual harassment consultation trying to push that bill forward. There's housing. An entire housing task force has been put together. Once again, Urali and others, the government cannot deliver on these things because both internally and externally, they are under attack. Have you ever tried focusing on a project and trying to get something done? When you're being torn in a million directions and there's nothing but infighting and you have to rely on other people to assist you in accomplishing these goals, you understand how that makes it impossible? Salvin says, I did not expect the government to last this long, but now that they did, I am thankful for the country's sake. I'm thinking, sorry, for the country's sake, that they should be allowed to continue and complete their term. Well, I don't know how many times the government can be re, you know, they they are kind of running out of options here now. And there are people who realize that. So they're working behind the scenes to see whatever else can be done. Victory Day class. Unbelievable. Uh, Gareth, good morning to Miss Ethel. Um, Amelia says, who will fend for the betterment of her people? Sandy, it's all about power and the money, that's for sure. Gareth says, to add, independence also puts us up front on the world stage. That's a lot in one statement. Al says, that's my point. If we keep saying for the past 60 years that we're not ready for independence, then if the master says the time is now, then what? Well, then we need to start preparing ourselves. But again, with immature elected officials, how much can we really be expected to do? That's the real question. I wasn't talking to Alexis. I don't know why she's telling me about the weather. So, yeah. That, that's the whole point. We're not making the best decisions at all when it comes to elected officials, and we need to do better. We need to expect better. First, we need to elect better. We need to demand better. Right? Somebody said something about um, they were asking Ozzy to run against, I guess it was Chris. I can't remember where I saw that. Um, oh, yeah, this person says, um, in my opinion, it would have been in the best interest of the islands to get an outside speaker. But I guess Kathy's eyes got too big and she got frightened. 
I understand that Ozzy was supposed to have run against Saunders last election. He allowed Saunders to convince him not to. People told Ozzy to run in that area because they didn't want to vote for Saunders. Sherry Ann's mentality explains why her two... Let's, let's leave the parenting situation alone. Um, I've never seen so many self-serving, power-hungry, W-word, as elected members in my life as a voter to date. And it also speaks to the um, immaturity of those who are actually in office as well. You go in there your first term and you get a ministerial position, which is something that I have never, ever supported. And, you know, unfortunately, this government didn't have much of a choice. What a mess. Um, someone shared a letter. I sent this to every candidate before the last election. Not one of the politicians responded. <laughs> oh, boy. Someone says, please don't say my name. The government isn't controlled by politicians. The entire country is controlled by the lodge. Corruption already rife. Well, I don't, I don't know that they're lodge members, but... Without a doubt, there are people behind the scenes who are um, players in all of this. I don't. I don't think. I think this concept of, of lodge is a bit overplayed. But the idea that there are people who are funding and paying for candidates and their campaigns and therefore control a lot of candidates is one that has a lot of merit to it. Without a doubt. Good morning, caller. Morning, Sandra. Morning, dear. How are you? Not too bad, just a quick observation. And this is not directed to any particular politician. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, as the old Bob Marley song says, the cap fit. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I've been hearing you and many other people, and and those of those of you who recognize my voice and know who I am, and the fact that I actually uh, was involved in politics mm -hmm. for many years. For you know, I cared for my country. I never had any care to be a politician. But my father always told me, "Put your money where your mouth is." And I always tell everybody, I just wish you'd tell me it would have been all of my money when I did it. Mm -hmm. um, so after over a decade of recuperating and being blacklisted and still blacklisted in some cases, and some cases I'm actually thankful for that. Mm -hmm. I would tell you the one valuable lesson that I learned when I when I um, threw my hat into the ring. And I hear you speaking of it. You felt the same thing that I fought for and that many of us called for. And we think logically, those of us who have genuine care, Mm -hmm. And I try to be careful by saying those of us who genuinely care because I think everybody generally has care, right? Nobody wants for their country to go down the toilet. Hmm. But I think what we're, a lot of us are guilty of is not thinking anything further ahead than the, than the, than the length of our nose because they look at it and go, what's in it for me right. as opposed to what, what's in it for us. Because it's a lot easier to look for what's in it for me yep. than to look to, to look for what's in it for us, the community, us, the country, and so on and so forth. And it's like the pebble in the pond in the river, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
And so what we don't realize is that when we throw that pebble in this in the proverbial pond, and, and it's just strictly strictly um, focused on us, mm-hmm. has a ramification to the rest of the community, as opposed to if you throw that pebble in the pond, that, that, that ripple or that pebble was specifically for the community. And so we're going around talking, but we're not going to re-elect this, this politician or that politician, or we're going to vote these people out. Mm-hmm. Go back in history. I, I defy you. Go back and, and to, to, to prove me wrong. Go back in history, and I don't mean just came out. Mm-hmm. Pick any country. Any country pick. And pick any year, any decade, any century, of any country that has a, uh, um, democratic elections. Mm-hmm. And you will find the same claim day in, day out, every political season. We're not putting back these old people in there. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and very occasionally, you'll get somebody who's gotten replaced. Mm-hmm. But what's, what still stands true for anybody who's replaced is that the other politician, except for the very, very rare instance, mm-hmm. no different from the one that they replaced. And so the point is, we do not elect people based on capability mm-hmm. uh, um, and, and, and the, the you know, vision of, of how to, to provide a better future for us. Mm-hmm. We elect people on emotion. And this is a scientific fact. I actually tried to find the, mm-hmm. the study. But we do not elect on sensible uh, uh, criteria. We mm-hmm. elect on emotion. And that's why politicians, that is where we are, where we are. And that's why politicians that are most successful, you will find are very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Because they're the most, the most charismatic politicians and the most successful ones. And then there's others where part of the community just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So for you, for you and anybody else to go around saying that we're not going to put these people back in, mm-hmm. you need to understand this. Mm-hmm. We care, the majority of the people don't. The only time the majority of the people care is when it affects their pockets. And it is very easy for an individual politician to deflect that responsibility from them a premier or an opposition party or, or or the private sector that's doing it. And it's not me and I'm your, I'm your knight in shining armor to mm-hmm. fight that. Because nobody has really fully delivered on what anybody claimed. But mm-hmm. We're going to get rid of this and we're going to stop this and we're going to stop that. Yeah. We have a major, we have a Im- major immigration issues going on here now. How many times those subjects have been, we're going to do it. We, we're going to take care of immigration. We're going we're gonna to make sure looking for our people. But the reality mm-hmm. is, ask yourself, who sits on these immigration boards? Who writes and implements these immigration laws? Our own, mm-hmm. not the not the immigrant, not the foreigner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we have nobody else to believe ourselves. And so when you have a population that is hurting right now, that's uneducated, which means they're hurting even more, and they're being marginalized because for some ungodly reason, and this is not just unique to Cayman. Mm-hmm. We feel that we have to kowtow or we have to bow down to any guest visitors, whether they're working or, or otherwise, and, and to make them feel at home. It's almost like we're saying, look, here, walk into our house, make yourself a home, help yourself to the fridge, and we'll take what's left. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, Mm-mm, this is my house, this is our rules, and this is how we go from there. Now, one of the things in terms of immigration, and, I'm, and I'm, this ties back into the whole political thing, one of the things about immigration we have here is that I always ask the question when I sat on the PR board, why are we letting so many people in? Mm-hmm. Moreover, why are we letting so many people in that are not financially able mm-hmm. to support themselves mm-hmm. if they lose their job? Oh, well, you know, we're, we're, we're signed up for all of these international treaties with the UK. Well, look at where the UK is now. And, they mm-hmm. are in, 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 for those of you who don't follow geopolitics or anything else, the UK is in a disastrous mess. And what is their knee-jerk reaction to do that now? They mm-hmm. are now being accused of being xenophobic, and they are actually 
I think, and this is why I need, I, I, you know, I haven't done the full research on it, but the accusations are is that they are now violating international human rights because they are so inundated with illegal immigrants. All right. Mm-hmm. So, and that all comes back down to upsetting the, 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 the populace and therefore the, the voting bloc and they mm-hmm. vote in emotion. So when you raise these immigration things, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't vote for this guy who's going to take care of me in immigration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's not a single politician out mm-hmm. there who has yet put in some sort of viable immigration mm-hmm. policy. Yeah. And moreover, the biggest insult to injury, and I'll close with this, yes. is that I am now 54 years old. Mm-hmm. And I am I was not born on this island. And mm-hmm. I've been living here since I was six months old. Mm-hmm. And my, my family here on this island, I grew up in Prospect, Mary Street, mm-hmm. seven generations back. Mm-hmm. And I can still get kicked off on this island on a very uh, obscure technicality on the immigration law. While while my ex-wife, huh. who is a national who only been here 30 years, can't because she has been given her paperwork. And mm-hmm. we can't even fix that. We don't even have a document mm-hmm. that we can point to to say, this is what makes us Caymanian. Exactly. We can't even call ourselves that. So mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is all a joke. And to say to we're not going to rear like these people here, mm-hmm. Sandra, the, those of us who are smart won't. But we are outnumbered by those who are who are hurting and emotional and have our mm-hmm. destitute. And they will grab at any straw not to, not to drown. Mm-hmm. And with that, I leave you have a great day. Thank you, my dear. Couldn't agree more. And in fact, the irony of um, what that caller said um, is quite interesting because there have been candidates who've ran on the platform of immigration reform and delivered none of it. Y'all remember what John John ran on, what his platform was last time? Need I remind you? No more work permits. That's what he told y'all. And every Caymanian lapped that up like a fool. Went to these meetings with your little blow horn. I might still have one around you somewhere. Right? Clapping like little eels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, John, John. He for the people. For which people? What has he done? He's not even said a single word about any significant immigration reform since he's been in there. But that was the platform that he ran on and that you, the people, voted him in over Aussie and he not delivered nothing. I'm just saying. I agree with the caller. We are too easily fooled. And it has to stop. At what point do you say Somebody who can barely string a sentence together is fooling the majority of voters in Baden Town. How is that even possible? I mean, does filling your belly really have that much of an impact on you? Giving you a little sofa here and there, paying a little bill here and there. Do you understand that all of those things are short-sighted? Let me show y'all something. This is how little these people even care about you, the people. Right? John John's social media page had nothing posted from 2022 until he just had in March this midterm update. That's when he was still supporting the government. And that's it. He not got nothing to say. You got your little holiday greeting. 
and inviting you to a little party because, of course, he can feed you. He can fatten you up. Christmas celebration, you get a little music, food, and lots of fun. That's it. Y'all see that? Nothing before then. It was 2021. So two little things in 2022. One little thing in 2021. Then we go back to 2020. Where's where's the rest of it? Hmm? These people don't even care to make that much of an effort. Damien says, drop a kaboom for that caller. Al says, voting is a fool's game. If if I don't vote, some other fool will. (laughs) Well, I mean, you have to vote in order to try to affect any change. That's how it starts. This person says, Sandy, number one politician can change any laws or policy. No one, sorry, no one politician. I agree. But the fact that he's never even mentioned it should say to you that that was just... Again, fool's gold. He's never brought it up in cabinet. He's never said to this government, this is something that I would like for us to prioritize. He's never said to the people, even then, he's never held a public meeting saying, I'm going to continue to agitate for this. He's had time to go on to radios and speak about all kinds of stuff. And this, because first of all, it's an unrealistic position to say, oh, no more work permits. That can't work. You'd actually be hurting Caymanian-owned businesses and Caymanians. This person says, I'm an unattached Freemason, and I can tell you that Freemasonry has never made a man bad. Instead, it makes a good man better. Listen, I don't really... um know what the, to me, it doesn't matter what the fraternity is called. I mean, there are people who organize themselves. I was telling you guys the other day about developers organizing themselves. That's not Freemasonry, but you better believe they got the resources and the power to, to move people and to get stuff done. So don't focus on Freemasons and the lodge. You better focus on the realities of what's happening on the ground. This person says, um, good morning. What you need to tell Makiva, what he needs to do is to pay that woman in West Bay that he took over $7,000 from for a van he went back and took from her. So he paid her over $7,000 for a van that he went back and took from her? So he was buying a van from her? Oh, he took back the van and never paid her back her money? So he was selling her a van and then took it back and didn't return the $7,000? She paid. So she was buying it from him. Let me try and get this story straight. For $7,000. I guess he must need that for legal fees, Joe. <laughs> Somebody else said, I'll show you all this one on the screen. Because again, sometimes I'm like, these people are not going to believe the stuff that I be getting. First of all, um, big shout out to the minister, uh, Minister Sabrina Turner. She is at uh, Cayman Academy this morning, giving her young people some degree of hope that things can and will get better. Um, You know, she's doing her job in the midst of all this turmoil. 
Some of the other snakes are slithering around, WhatsApping each other, messaging each other. They're listening to the program going, oh, well, if the people aren't ready for change and they're not going to support this, well, we might have to be careful. Because Sandy got the ears of the people. That's what they'd be saying. Thank you, Minister Turner. Somebody just sent this saying, police are by Rex Crichton Boulevard, Kuro, checking out Tinton license. They said, this is what, speaking of Sherry Ann now, this is what she's doing too, warning people about what the police are doing. It is so wrong and she needs to be giving a warning because it's against the law for, for this too. She don't care about no law, honey chill. Morning caller, welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandy. Uh, hot morning today. Um, look, I've been listening to some of your your, your callers and the people sending in messages, and, and I think that people mm -hmm. are hungry for change and, and all that. Now, I'm not Caymanian, but I'm very, very interested in this whole issue of immigration. Mm -hmm. Because to me, one, I just don't think that there's been any government really that has addressed it since 2003 when the status grants were, were given, the mm -hmm. mass grants. Mm -hmm. I remember very well the the, the, uh, the issue you alluded to regarding Mr. Panton and how he paid for a big legal opinion to see if the, the, the status grants would be, would be revoked. Mm -hmm. I was sitting actually, not that this is really relevant, I was sitting in the, in the courtroom at the opening of the sessions when Mr. Panton was then chairperson of the, the Bar Association, and he made that statement. He says, we, we, we've, we've, uh, we plan to mount a challenge and we've got a legal opinion. Now, in the end, it never worked out. But you see, mm -hmm. some of the things that I find very interesting with Cayman is that the pro a problem exists and they try to address it. And then eventually they try to undermine the way in which, in which they try to address it. Mm -hmm. After those status grants, you remember during about the same time, there was a committee on immigration, which was uh, looking into like to draw a new immigration law. Mm -hmm. And in that new immigration law, they put in uh, the, the, the new requirement of rollover, the rollover policy. Mm -hmm. But what did they say? Mr. McCarthy, I remember then he was chief secretary. Mm -hmm. He issued a, a circular in government to say this will apply to everybody, including government. Mm -hmm. A few mm -hmm. weeks later, we had another circular saying, oh, rollover is not going to apply again in government. So... You grant 3,000 mass grants. Some of those people had been on, on island only six months. In fact, there's a famous story of somebody who was in jail mm -hmm. uh, and, and got, got, got on that list. And then after you've totally screwed it all up, mm -hmm. then you say, okay, we'll introduce rollover policy, but it won't apply to government. So you, you are already undermining things going forward. Then give it a few a few more years. You remember then the issue of the TLEPS came. Mm -hmm. uh, they said, okay, when people come in on TLEPS, they will sign a document which says very clearly that they will not apply for, uh, for, for, for PR and so on. And the, the attorney general, this same attorney general, said if they sign that document, this will be legal, it will be binding. A few years later, when it came to the next election, those people wanted to apply for, uh, for, for PR, the same attorney general gave mm -hmm. a legal opinion that, you see, you have to allow them to apply for, 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 for PR because if you don't allow them, mm -hmm. they will successfully sue you. I remember this like yesterday. I was sitting in the legislative assembly and Mr. Ezard Miller got up and said, how can the same attorney general tell us now? 
like, like totally overturn his advice and change it. And the attorney general, it was crickets. He said mm -hmm. nothing at all. Mm -hmm. So the, the problem to me seems we want to solve the problem, but mm -hmm. we don't want to solve the problem because I think there are too many mm -hmm. people probably from who are not elected, who mm -hmm. are like uh, moving the politicians like mm -hmm. puppets on a string. Mm -hmm. Today, here we are. It is now being said that Caymanians are only 46% mm -hmm. of the workforce. Now, they don't even tell us whether that 46% includes that, uh, uh, Caymanians as of right and Caymanians by grant. I believe that of that number, there is only about 28% who are indigenous Caymanians because Dr. Mikana Scott, the brilliant Caymanian who got a PhD last few months, uh, did their research, and I think what she said was the indigenous Caymanians are only 28%, and that that number is trending downwards. That is why, in my view, if you want to deal with the issue of immigration while avoiding um, a draconian, unworkable thing like no work permits, what you need to do is, I won't mention the name of this person, mm -hmm. somebody who ran in 2017, he said, look, you need to manage this properly. You need to say, if last year there were 2,000 live births in Cayman, then the next mm -hmm. year you shouldn't grant more uh, status grants. You should grant less status grants so that you keep changing. You have targets in the population uh, regarding maintaining the number of indigenous Caymanians as a bigger proportion of the, uh, the population, as well as status grants. Mm -hmm. Just at the moment, we're having the growth of the population in Cayman artificially by bringing people in. This candidate suggested it and was ignored. And today, people still are saying it hasn't been solved. To me, that is a solution because it's a balanced solution, you see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But nobody wants to listen because I think there are people out there who are like pulling the other way. Cayman is a house divided. It needs to pull together. And what is happening at the moment is not helping the government in general. It is not helping the immigration system. Mm -hmm. I thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, folks. Um, let's uh, read a few other comments that um, have come into the program. We have uh, callers asking some questions this morning. So let's uh, get some of those pulled up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. This person says, uh, just asking um, for a friend, why why Sherry Ann did, I think they meant what she did, with the rent money she collected through her real estate company for the rental of Julian Brembridge home in Savannah Meadows and has been paid to her through NAU. Up till this date, no money has been deposited to the owner. It's still immigration to get sorted as she allegedly screwed, and I had to take out that person's name because I don't know anything about that. And he is a married man, so let's see. To hold Julian documents upstairs. Um, so I'm not quite following this though. What What is with, so paying rent into, um, this is a bit confusing, paying rent into an account that was a, came through, um, for NAU, what does that have to do with immigration? The two are not, something is missing here. So no money has been deposited. Okay, I get that, but what is, what is still at immigration to get sorted? What's at immigration? What does immigration have to do with NAU? There's some confusion there that I think it would help if you could, you know, that, that doesn't make any sense. Um, 
So sort that out with something that's more sensible. Um, and you know, obviously you're missing something. All right, so tell us the link with immigration, NAU. I'm not really quite sure. All right, this other person says, remember Juju boasts of her athletic trophies um, back then. She has jumped so many fences in her long dresses. Is it just a rumor or which 4 p.m.? I pray Andre is smarter than this. So that was a rumor. That was from yesterday. So that didn't happen yesterday, obviously. This person says, I pray Andre is smarter than this. Uh, they're coming home. Yes, Sandy. You solve or create solutions for most problems. We need you more than ever now. Um, AJ Miller once said to the BT platform, if you dressed up a broomstick and told us to vote for it, we would. The loudest applause in the audience. We still have those and their offspring deciding, deciding the broomsticks? I guess, yes, voting them in. What a heat. Ay, ay, ay. Miss mm -mm -mm. Dean says, caller, I'll add, the majority has been fools since the days of Noah. Leanna says, remember the PPM has been giving away turkeys and TVs? Well, they all do it. All do it because there's an expectation. You know, Chris Saunders does his annual um, fruit cakes. Uh, people do stuff because, I mean, I'm always surprised and shocked that... Um, the electorate have an expectation. I've seen people say, oh, this person didn't come to my house. They even offered me a turkey. And I said, well, do you need it? No, but then at a point, they should at least come and offer. I'm like, why? <laughs> you just said you don't need it. Who cares? You see, we are focused on these little small idiotic things. And that is part of the reason why we can't get better candidates because we not got no sense. Hmm? Every year I turn out, I say, I don't want the fruitcake. I don't eat fruitcake. I don't like fruitcake. I don't need fruitcake. Oh, take it, take it. I take it and give it to somebody else. When I got the phone call during COVID, do you need anything? Do you need any money? Nope. I don't need nothing. I'm very hesitant to take anything. Even the little Christmas giveaways. They'd be like, oh, take this for your daughter. I said, you know what? She honestly don't need nothing. And of course, her and her little eyes, you know, when you're five years old, Every big stuffed animal you want to have. Oh, mommy, can I have that? And I said, you don't need it. You have more toys than any one child needs. So much so I be donating stuff all the time. So I said, thank you, but she really does not need it. And I've got to teach her early on, be careful who you take things from. And if you don't need something, you don't need to take it from anybody. There are children who are in need, who will get nothing for Christmas. That's what this is for. That's what it should be for. It shouldn't be every Tom, Dick, Harry, Mary, Sue, and everybody else just grabbing something because they can grab it and get it for free. I tell them, don't bring no frozen turkey to me. Maybe if you cook it, I might have a little slice, but I don't want nothing. What do I need a turkey for? I not even got a fridge space for it. Oh my gosh. Salvin says, Johan, it would be um, unelectable politicians like yourself that I hope never get elected. But if you were to be elected, you will need more than one pigeon. What? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> I think I might need to read that more than once. 
Miss Darlene says, yes, Billy, you're speaking the, the things. Alejandro says, facts. Liana says, government plan is to wipe out the Caymanian race. Simple. I don't think that's the plan, but, you know, that might be the end result. Good morning, Miss Marjorie. She says, good morning, Sandy. Your topic and how and why we elect politicians is a good one and one that we need to discuss more. The thing that many people don't understand is that when you accept that package from a candidate, they have completed their contract with the voter. The voter has then sold their vote for that package. The candidate then feels that you don't, that he or she uh, don't owe you anymore. So the voter has now sold their vote very cheap. Once the candidate gets in, he feels that he's helped the voter and completed his, and unfortunately the rest of it got cut off. But you know what is so interesting is not only that, Marjorie, but you know, you sell your vote for so cheap, you need to understand that whatever you sold it for, that politician is going to get tenfold, a hundredfold, two hundredfold that back during the four years that they're in elected office. They're going to get it by way of kickbacks and other things that are to the detriment of the very people who sold their votes to them. That's where people don't understand. It's bad enough that you are selling your votes. It's even worse that you are selling as a matter of principle, you know, everything, right? Because now you're going to allow that politician, the wrong type of people, because only the wrong type of people would ever pay for a vote. Now you're going to get in there and you're going to have a serious problem with those individuals. They can't be honest. They can't be held accountable for anything. And they won't be. And they're going to rape and pillage and take everything from anybody who's willing to pay them off um, as much as they can. Um, Phil says hot mess for real. Um, Gabby says they want to wipe out the ones they don't have use for. The 1% can stay, but to help with the rest, but to hell with the rest of us. Ms. Marjorie says, yes, exactly. Then they have no more responsibility to the voter. That's what they think. And that's a very, very dangerous position to be in. It's a dangerous position to make somebody think that they have bought you. And unfortunately, too many are people, as you rightfully said, have fallen prey to that. Trust me, you got to be very, very careful. Like I said, all sorts of promises after election will come by me. Oh, just pick your board, any board you want to be on. I said, no, thank you. I don't want to be on a board. I don't need to be on a board. I'm not even remotely interested. First of all, what I do here on the CMR platform is the most important job I have. And if I compromise that in any way, shape or form, that's a problem. And I would be compromised, even to Zeus getting up on this comment, I would be compromised, right, if I go sit on a government board. Because that board might oversee an agency or a department that I then need to be critical of. And how on earth am I going to do that sitting on a board? I said, why would you even offer me? Like, I couldn't understand the logic of the person because it's not really logical, but it is logical from the perspective of somebody trying to buy you. And they must have thought I need to be on a board. What do I need to be on a board for? I've sat on boards before. It's not really that big of a deal. It doesn't make me special to be a board member. I don't need the money. I don't need to sit there and get a free lunch once a week or however often the board meets. It's like, nah, I'm good. Set your price, folks, and elevate your price so high that anybody who comes and tries to um, bribe you, they're not going to have an easy time of it. Put it in the unreachable category. 
Someone says, speaking of boards, um, this is a prime example of what we have now. They says, yes, you're right about voters sitting down waiting for handouts. I tell them the same. I need nothing. Thank you. This person says, um, I understand that Kenneth was campaigning two years before the election, was in his constituency giving out money up to $500 sometimes. Now he don't pay them anybody. No, He doesn't pay any mine anymore. Plenty of them waiting on him to come around again. <laughs> According to them, they will not be voting for him. But I bet you they're going to take the money. I bet you if he offers them $500, they can take it. Now, whether or not they vote for him is a different situation. And that, again, comes down to the fact that our people need to do better. We're getting the governments that we largely deserve because we're the ones who keep putting them in there. Now you know you're not going to eat no, their cooked food, but that's my point. <laughs> They're not bringing me no frozen turkey, and I'm definitely not eating from them either because I'm a bit too scornful for that. If a man sells his vote for turkey, he deserves to be ruled by one. Amen. Hey, oh, wait, wait, wait. Cut. See, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so the person was clarifying about the thing with NAU in the house. They said it was for some refugees. Uh, these refugees that stole the boat and ran to Mexico, I think. That's why immigration is involved. Okay. What a mess. Um, somebody sent me something. Let me make sure this doesn't have any profanity in it now because y'all are going to be getting me in, in um, off-reg jail. Let me see. This is something from Makiva. Hold on. I'm trying to see if I can save it. My poor little computer so overworked. It doesn't even want to open it. Hold. Uh-oh. Hold on one second here. All right. Give me a second. Give me a second. Let me reopen this app. Okay. So somebody says less than five seconds. All right. Let's see what we got here. Um... Good morning, Miss Brenda. How are you? Happy Friday. Miss Brenda says, Sandra, that's exactly the problem. The elected people are already bought, but not by Caymanians. As far as boards, only yes men and women are put there. No pushback. Uh, that's the reason they refuse to appoint the district councils, which should be done according to the Constitution, says it should be done. And, you know, sadly, I don't think the district council is going to be any better because who you think they're going to put on them? It's going to be the same situation as boards. Same political kickback, kickback, same cronies. Not a bit is going to change except we're going to be more bloated with more expenditure. Mm -mm. So somebody sent this video. Let's see what this is. You can't, you can't, you can't be fjall, fjall. With this kind of action, man? This no. Kind of action? We can't, you, can, you can't be fjall, fjall. With this kind of action, man? No. What's he saying? Action or wax? What, what, what's that word? With, with this kind of action, man? No. I can't figure out what that word's supposed to be. But um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's ironic that we could now use his words to support exactly what we're saying. That's right. Let's listen again. Can I still can't? No action? Is that what he's saying? We can't, you can't, you can't be fjall, fjall. 
with, with this kind of action, man? No. Waction. San San. What the hell waction is? Does he mean action? And he just adding the W in there? All right, we got another post here. This one's quite lengthy. Um, let me just pull this one up. Hold on one second, you know. Sometimes I need y'all to read it along with me, honey chia, because my poor little eyes be like, mm, what a heat. Yeah, he means action. Oh, okay. What a mess. Some kind of action. He says waction. Okay. All right. Well. All right. So um this person has sent this in. Um, this is a long one, but let's have a read of it. Oops, sorry. Trying to make sure everybody can see it. So they say Juju is one of the most deadliest Caymanians ever. <laughs> Mac will always be a H-O-E. The new ministers like Jay Kenneth are not working for the people, but for big developers that sponsor them and control them or the gravy train that will come to a halt. The funds, they, the funds, the funds candidates, MPs, and now some cabinet ministers hand out election campaign time is given to them by their big sponsors and political donors. Those financial backers demand results and a return in their investment. In short, do as they're instructed unless the money they use to help constituents uh, is under threat and goes away. There's nothing free in life, especially in politics. Caymanians must understand the big money players that are driving the efforts to destabilize the country because they are about their interests, not what is in the best, not what is best for Cayman and the average Caymanian. They say use these points in the show. Does Cayman want leaders and MPs that are focused on working for wealthy developers who are entitled, disconnected, and all about more, more, and more for themselves? while the average Caymanian is priced out of everything in the country and becoming the minority in their own country. Because that is what is happening and how decisions are being made by a handful of cabinet members who are not interested in any balance at all. They want to build, build, build now, but Caymanians like you and me will not benefit. They want population growth and to spend, 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 without any interest in the concept of value for money. This is why they want Premier Panton out of the picture. And because they have no ethics and real love of country, real love for country, politics is the game they play to help themselves. What a mouthful. El Rey, let's give it a kaboom. Kaboom! And he says, facts. Ms. Brenda says, I've been saying for years that Caymanians need to be educated on how and whom to vote for. Otherwise, we'll never get our country back. I'm not sure we ever had it, Ms. Brenda, but it's it's going even more so. Uh, Mox Jock says, precisely two years and seven months of suffering under this government, hoping and praying Caymanians would feel protected as others do in their own country. They're paying the price now for that woeful neglect. Heritage days now canceled. And we would we could go on and on. And please don't feel that I'm PPM or UDP. Well, UDP doesn't exist anymore. Or what 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 was or was one scrap better? Oh, pl please, and please don't feel that I think PPM or UDP is 
or was one scrap better? Okay. Well, yes, UDP doesn't exist anymore. Um, Ms. Brenda says uh, that the master plan is to eradicate the Caymanians. And then Liana says population growth keyword class. Ay, ay, ay. What a hot mess. Mm-mm. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's driving Caymanians uh, into the red is when they're dealing with trying trying to deal with planning. Um, if you if you have an older home and you want to upgrade some aspect of your home, they force you to bring everything in that home up to the current code, which a lot of people can't afford to do that. Right? And what the, the problem that that causes is it puts the person in a position where they say, well, I know I can't afford to do what the law requires. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to do the part that I need to do illegally. Now, that's not good all around, no matter how you shake that. And I think that whoever drew, whoever uh, worded the current um, regulations in relation to the code mm-hmm. uh, did this, the country a disservice in doing that. It's really hurting people hard in the pocket. That's something that needs to be changed. And I hope that this government, if they could get past the political stuff mm. and address the issues of the country. Hmm. All right. Um, uh, mm-hmm. your, your comments about you not be wanting to be on a board and your role here at CMR. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of when someone um, approached me. I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I, I was basically told that, you know, a talk show is coming up. Mm-hmm. And that turned out to be what is now talk today on Radio Came Out. Mm-hmm. And I remember participating in calling into uh, the program and having conversations mm-hmm. with the view that we could encourage people to have conversation. Mm-hmm. And I could remember sometimes there were days when I was the only person who called. Mm-hmm. It, 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 sometimes it was one or two calls. Sometimes I like got off, say, okay, maybe somebody else will call in. Mm-hmm. And nobody else called in. Then I called back to keep the show going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the politicians don't really want us to be having conversation like this because it's too informative mm. for the public. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you an example. The, the uh, Bilika who called your show a few minutes ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he was working um, in the Attorney General's office, he wanted to teach a course on administrative law to civil servants, and he was refused 
permission to do so. And then he said, well, okay, let me teach it in the public. And they refused that also. However, they were allowing other people to do it, uh, but they wouldn't allow him to do it. And the, the problem that I see going on is that, generally speaking, the government, mm -hmm. uh, some aspects of the government and politicians um, do not want the public to understand certain things. Many things you said today, you're touching on tricks that mm -hmm. politicians play to keep people ignorant mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's been i think since about if i'm remembering correctly it's probably been about was it i don't remember the exact year radio came in and start started this talk show but mm -hmm. i've seen all there's clearly been a great uh change in which people have have been able uh, to participate in public discussion and the attitudes that people have towards the games that politicians play mm -hmm. are changing. Yes. But I, but I want to say something. It's not changing fast enough. Hmm. Because this country is at a crossroads. Mm. We don't have time, not even for a crash course. Mm. And I heard, I heard Al's comments uh, earlier about independence. Mm. And I heard you, I could hear you thinking as you were <laughs> responding to him. And there needs to be discussions about how does a responsible country operate? Mm -hmm. What are the responsibilities, the rights, and et cetera, of citizens and the powers of the state? Mm -hmm. And what? how should we be operating? What's that? What's that? healthy way in which we could coexist mm -hmm. uh, and enjoy life together. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a discussion. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I can't think of a better place to have it. So maybe this is my request for you to, <laughs> to us to have a proper discussion about this. Well, I mean, we're, I mean, we're, we're, we're trying, before. we're, we're trying, you know, I, I, I know, but I mean a specific conversation about good governance, for example, mm -hmm. right? Like, like, what is good governance? Because mm -hmm. there are mm -hmm. plenty of things that's happening in Cayman that isn't good governance. Yes. I hear you. But we can definitely say what it's not. That's for sure. Right. Right. I hear you frustrated sometimes with the, with the way the police handled something. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if, if the Attorney General had allowed Billica to teach administrative law to civil servants the way he wanted to, you would have more uh, informed civil servants, mm -hmm. at least at the managerial level, mm -hmm. that can, and, and I'm sure that would trickle down over time, who would understand uh, better administrative law and we could have a much smoother operating country. Mm. Hmm. It's the hope I live. Thank and you very so much. Mm -hmm. That's my request that we we have some discussions about what does what what is good governance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
right. All right. Thank you very much. We had another comment um, come into the program. This person had the following to say. They said, morning, Sandra. If you've ever read Dante's Inferno, he imagined that hell had nine circles and the deepest circles was reserved for traitors. Wonder if Makiva will be there. Remember the Makiva mantra, Sandra, keep them dumb and under your thumb. Uh, yes, he means action. And then he goes on to say the F sound and V sound gets pronounced as W. So funny that he said, keep them dumb and under your thumb. And ironically enough, Miss Brenda, this is like simultaneous thinking here. She comments, that's right. Keep them dumb and under your thumb without even seeing that other comment or me reading it first. Did Makiva actually say that? Wow. Marjorie says, uh, agree with Denny. Johan says, um, what? But she gets to the heart of the, she says, he says, Auntie Sandy might cuss me off at times, but she gets to the heart of the matter and makes it simple for everybody to understand what's going on and the games people in power play by calling out the BS. Well, the one thing I think that is certain, folks, as we sit here on this beautiful, gorgeous day outside, I can see the breeze blowing my neighbor's mango tree. I can see the big um, breadfruit tree in the background. The breeze is swaying. What a beautiful place. And I can tell you without fear of contradiction that this is not the end of it. So put on your seatbelts, folks. Buckle up, get ready, because unfortunately, the truth of the matter is we, and I'm going to include myself in this, have really made some poor decisions this last election. And I tell you one thing with me, I will admit when I'm wrong, and I'm not going to be making the same mistake twice. You better believe that. So, I was wrong. I wasted my vote on the wrong person, and that is never going to happen again. Well, not going to happen with that person. Like I said, you give people a chance, and then they show you who you are. I'm not going to ask you to show me who you are more than once. The first time you show me who you are, I'm going to say, okay, I got you, honey chill. And then it's not going to happen again. There's a lot that will happen between now and 2025. Is this government going to be able to stay together with um, Premier Panton at the helm? The majority of people want that. I can tell you that that, even from the comments today, the majority of people want stability. They're sick and tired of the self-serving game players. I don't know. I mean, I can't answer the question. I don't know. Um, it was him that I was actually trying to call this morning, but it seems that he's unavailable. I would have really uh, loved for him to speak directly to the people. Um, but, you know, he's probably behind the scenes trying to get this all sorted out. It's an unfortunate situation. The lack of instability right now benefits no one. I can tell you that. And in my mind, anyone 
who is a part of that is part of the problem. Yeah. And so I will take, I don't care who you are. I don't care if I like you, if I don't like you, if we have a good rapport, we don't have a good rapport. If I hear that you're part of the problem and you're behind the scenes wreaking havoc because you want deputy premiership, you want this, you want, you just want more for yourself. Some of y'all, not some of y'all, a lot of you cannot handle the responsibilities you have now. And yet, oh, you want deputy premiership, you want this, you want that. Y'all are crazy is what you are. What you need is a good boot upside your behind. Hmm? A good old-fashioned boxing is what you really need. But in the meantime, since we can't do that, that would be against the law. I'm telling you that 2025 is not that far away. And I'm making a lot of notes in my little black book. And come the next election, some of y'all are going to have to be in trouble with the people of this country because the truth will be told. Right? You think you're a shoo-in? Don't be so sure, so sure about that. The people deserve better. We work too hard. We get up every single day. You think there's some days that I wouldn't just want to lounge around home and do nothing? But I don't have that luxury. I'm too busy trying to build something, not just for myself, but the only child that I have, that hopefully she can have a little bit of a head start in life, which I never had. This has to be the goal of all Caymanians. Do better than the previous generation. Educate ourselves better. Educate our children better. Make better decisions. Nobody gave me nothing. I didn't have no parent to say, here's a little piece of land to get you started in life. Here's a little $10,000 to get you going. Nothing. And so we as a people have to expect and demand more of ourselves. And we also have to respect, sorry, expect and demand more of our MPs and our leaders as well. Enough of the games. We are sick and tired of being sick and tired. And it will be a no holes bar election. You're not going to be able to jump up one month before election day and think that you can fool the people of this country with your sweet lips. Because trust me, the truth will be told. Now we need some good candidates. I'm really begging the people. If you have something to offer this country for the right reasons, if you have experience and education, I'm not saying that those things are the most important things because you also have to be principled. That's the most important thing. To be principled, to be willing to do the right thing for the right reasons, to not be someone that can be bought out by anybody, whether it's big business, developers, I don't care. A particular foreign national, I don't care. Don't be that person. If you think that you could represent the people of the Cayman Islands, please start your campaign early so that we, the people, can get to know you. Coming out one month before the election is not fair to the people of this country. 
we don't have an opportunity to know who you are. And during that time, there's so much political propaganda and back and forth and, you know, mudslinging and people get all caught up in election fever. Yeah. And that election fever makes you make stupid decisions. So we need to take our time. We need to examine and look at candidates, both present and past, with a viewpoint of trying to make better decisions. Now, listen to me and listen to me carefully. If you're someone who meets none of those criteria, please don't waste the people's time. Don't be a red herring. Don't allow the progressives or anybody else to put a couple of dollars in your hand for you to try and go skew the numbers and mess up the place. All for, again, the sake of certain people trying to get back in power. You know, some constituents constituencies have eight, nine hundred um, people voting, and you had all four, five, six people running. Come on now, and a lot of you knew that you didn't have a chance in hell of running, of, of winning. My apologies. Why were you running to get five votes here, five votes there? It didn't make any sense. It's a complete waste of time. We need you to step aside. Every, to be honest, every district should have two people running against each other. And that's it. Uh, Marquette, good morning. She says, a lot of us not making the same mistake twice. Thank you, ma'am. Good morning to you. Liana says, we need new and younger members in office now. Enough is enough from the people before we end up like Panama. Well, you know, new and younger, maybe. Sometimes a problem with new and younger is that they don't have the necessary experience. And I tell you what, the more I learn about politics, the more I also recognize that you gotta be wise beyond your years not to be hoodwinked by people. Trust me, I have people sit me down and tell me stuff and I'm like, scratching my head like mm, that don't even make any sense but you see i'm the kind of person i can ask some questions i'm like well the facts say this and that well let me go in and ask questions of other people and you know i'm like a little detective so i ask questions i don't take nobody or nothing at face value because i know a little bit about this game and i'm not claiming to be no political expert here but what i will say it is it is dirty i mean when i tell you dirty 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 bad behind the scenes y'all only get a snippet you know, I try to break things down and share with you some of it. And I would say that I definitely don't know everything that goes on, but I know enough to know how dirty it is. Sad. Miss Marjorie says, explain what is happening. I didn't catch the beginning. Is there a problem? Well, this really, um, you know, has to do with the fact that McKeever Bush has now resigned from supporting PAC. And what the end result now means that he will, the PAC government is going to be looking at um, their numbers. I mean, there's a possibility that they have to remove Kathy as Speaker of the House, despite, I know she's not going to want that, because now they would never get anything done. There's going to be a deadlock on every single thing. We saw what the progressives listen. What's the saying about um, somebody who would rather rule in heaven than serve in uh, rule in hell than serve in heaven that's the progressives 
they're just disruptors, right? Because they didn't get what they wanted and they want to be back in power. So we saw them sit and abstain from everything, including Chris Saunders. He was there with them. So let's not forget that. Sat there and abstained from everything that the government was trying to do in terms of interim budgets and stuff for children, stuff for elderly. And I'm sorry, but the day that they did that, whatever respect I may have had for them, Barbara, Joey, I mean, on the political front, nothing personal. I have no respect for them politically anymore. I mean, it wasn't much to begin with, let me be honest, because I, like I said, as a former progressives member, I know enough about them that the respect wasn't really all that high. But, you know, now it's, I mean, I like Mr. McTaggart, but I can't believe that he sat down and allowed, as a leader of the opposition, allowed that to take place. Mm-mm. I can't support that kind of foolishness. Uh, Marquette says, might be the goal, but how many of us are going to make it? Well, she says, the way things go, thank God for the ones who do. I mean, we have to do everything in Marquette. I mean, I know you have a beautiful home. I've seen it. Um, and let me be very, very honest. We have to do everything in our power to ensure that, you know, we get there. Um, and there's a lot that on a personal level we can do. You know, having grown up in poverty, you don't want to stay there. And there are, it's, it's, it, there's actually a formula of how you don't stay there. One of the most important things you can do is increase your value. You increase your value by getting an education. So that's why I say to every single Caymanian, put your education first. Young people who might listen to this program, you're, you're you know, 15, 16 years old, you're teenagers. I know your little heart and your other little parts going thumpity thump. Listen, I, I, I don't believe in hoodwinking people and telling you something that's not possible to do. I mean, you can remain as virtuous as you want to be, as long as you want to be, if that's possible. And I always recommend it. But what I don't want you to do is make the mistake of falling, because it's not love, it's something else, falling in lust with someone and then making poor decisions based on that situation that will impact the rest of your life. Having children too young impacts your ability to get an education. It impacts your ability to move up any sort of professional ladder right? Any trade school and stuff that you want to go to, you got a baby attached to your hip. I'm sorry, but that's going to be a problem. Be selfish at that stage in your life. Focus on you. Do the things that you need to do. And it's amazing that when you are dedicated to doing the right thing, there'll be people along your journey that are placed there to help you. Trust me. People will be inspired by your struggle and your positivity. And they'll say, you know what? I want to help you get there. How can I help? So we have to be committed to doing our part and we have to be committed to making sacrifices along the way as well. None of us are in a position because we weren't born with that kind of silver spoon, right? Our spoon a little bit rusted, <laughs> okay? We're not in a position where we can go and pay for stuff, cash, or whatever. You might have to buy a piece of land on terms. You might have to, there's still developers who will allow you with practically nothing down to pay them over a number of years. Get whatever you can get. Hang on to it. A lot of our forefathers were stupid. They were selling their plots of land in South Sound for little to nothing. Now those plots of land were millions of dollars and, 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 our ch and their children, which would be us and grandchildren, never benefited. We have got to be committed to making better decisions than our forefathers. 
in every possible way. We have so many more opportunities. I mean, to me, it's shocking that we have more opportunities to them. You don't see no 13-year-old in Cayman having to go off to sea to work to turn around, send money back home to support their family. Their education ended at 13, not because they wanted it to, it's because they had no choice. There were no options here, right? Some went to Jamaica for educational opportunities. Some might've had an opportunity to get on a boat and see the world and gain experience that way. But they made the most of what they had and they were in tougher times. They were able to build more than we are able to build now. And trust me when I tell you, it was tougher times all over the world. But we have got to be committed to also making better decisions for ourselves. We can't make bad decisions and then blame it all on the politicians. This person laughing says, not the little parts going thumpity thump. Yes, honey child. Mm-mm-mm. This person says, I don't, I don't know how he negotiated, but I can promise you Juliana will land on her feet with a bowl of cream in front of her. Yes, sir. No surprise, Matt, Juju, Sanders, and John John Crotch must be, <laughs> must have many scars from their many fence jumping, laughing out loud, sad bunch. Let's see how Mac negotiated this move. Mm-mm. This person says, um, what an awful situation he has cr- created. Referring to McKeever now, he still sees himself as a player. Mm. Morning caller, welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandy. How are you? Morning, love. How are you doing? It's interesting subject. I know your your program. We're going to finish in a couple of mu- mm. uh, minutes. Uh, it never ceases to amaze me when people use God for their convenience, and they don't realize you can go to a church every Sunday, seven days a week. He knows what you're thinking before you even think it. Mm-hmm. All I'm asking McKeever to do mm-hmm. is to stop using God for his own purpose, for his McKeever purpose. McKeever is a smart man. He didn't have a whole lot uh, when he was a child. He came up from humble beginning and made something of himself, but he made nothing of himself by the way he's acting now. Mm-hmm. All I'm asking him in sincerity, this is not to put him down, this is a constructive criticism. Get down his knees, because I know he's probably, uh, when he's found himself in trouble, he was always, um, oh Lord, I want to ask you for forgiveness. No, that's not good enough. Do not just be a one day saint, a one day Christian. What I'm talking about, this has nothing to do with religion or Christianity. This has about spirituality. All mm-hmm. I'm asking Makiva and all the rest that is using God for their benefit, it bothers me and it should bother everybody in this country to see the way that he always comes up with Bible verses, which is like going in top of a mountain and, and, and it's blowing 100 miles now and try to get the sound out there. But there are people that will believe in him. And if he, and people 
have a right to believe in something and you have no right to believe what is not right. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, Sandy, you keep up the good work. Thank and you. Without you, without you, I don't know what we would do here because no other person would would do what you're doing. And and if you were single and I was single and I was looking for a wife, I wouldn't want. I would never marry you because <laughs> because you got a memory of of, of an elephant. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, Sandy, you take care. You have a beautiful weekend. Okay, bye. Same to you. All right, my darling. That's probably a good idea. Because trust me, I don't put up with too much foolishness there either. But anyway, thank you guys so much, folks. You know, um, anything breaking that happens, I will certainly let you guys know uh, about it. Um, Marshall says, Mr. Bush is old and with experience and look at the mess he's doing. So that, that, was, that doesn't always make a difference. Yes, and caught in his ways of doing things the wrong way. Um, Miss Marjorie, don't worry. She said, uh, good idea, Sandy. Should we come up with this with some criteria for which we'll hold our candidates um, or else we won't even look at them? No, definitely. Let's do it, girl. I totally agree. Totally agree. We can do it. All right. Thank you, Miss Vernita. Um... She says, if you love yourself, you would never sit down and be used for a few dollars. Uh, being look being look for stability and prosperity, is it too much to ask for? No, it's not. With trillion dollars, yeah. Marquette, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much. All right, folks. Um, thank you. We're not going into overtime today because I'm busy working. Um, trust and believe me when I tell you I have a new project and this is something, again, I'm trying to build my own future and something for me and my family and my daughter. Um, and so I'm very, very hyper-focused on getting it right. The same, the same things I say um, to all of you, which is like, you know, make sure that you're doing the right thing. Um, I have to hold myself to that same standard. So I have to do the right thing as well. And like I tell you, a lot of times it's easier not to do the right thing, but you know, you try to you try to stay the course. And so um I, you know, I'm here to to be about that. And so I'm gonna take off the CMR hat now, put on my other business hat, and get things done that I need to get done. You guys know how to reach me. I'm the I, I'm the most reachable person in the Cayman Islands. Um, you know, I'm not taking too many late calls these days because, again, at night I'm home working and being extremely busy. But um, you have my personal number, 324-1612. Everybody got it. You know, if I don't answer you, send me a WhatsApp message. Sometimes I can just read the message and then respond to you uh, from there. You know, I have no interest in politics from the perspective of running for politics. Please don't even ask me. I will never do it again. I've done it once before, actually twice before, and I would never, ever, ever run for politics. In the end, you have to know where you're supposed to be. Remember I always say you're right where you're supposed to be? I know that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. This is where I am meant to be. This is where I'm supposed to be. And this, folks, is where I can be the most useful to you all. People say never say never, but I don't see it in my future anywhere. I don't see any sort of political life in my future at all. The people need a voice and they need someone, in my honest opinion, um, outside of politics, right? 
who can be honest about the politician and who can hold them accountable. And yes, a lot of them don't like me. I don't really care. Uh, that's neither here nor there for me, honey child. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, I'm going to hold people's feet to the fire. And it is what it is. All right. Thank you to Ms. Brenda um, so much. Um, she says, I'm, I, I had the good fortune of hearing Mr. Bush's position. I'm surprised it took him this long to act. Um, what position are you referring to? I see that he just sent out something trying to justify his decision. What I can tell you is you got to be prepared to pick sense from nonsense. And I can tell you that Mr. Bush has his pockets lined this morning and it is what it is. Um, yeah, I see his thing about, oh, for decades I've served this country. It's a bunch of ridiculousness. Absolutely ridiculousness. The current administration, he says, is paralyzed. Yes, thanks to people like you who keep destabilizing it. Anyway, if y'all choose to believe him, by all means, go right ahead. When things really start to go down, y'all will see. Trust me. This is the same man that I heard with my own two ears say that he wanted the premier of this country to make his court cases go away. And I must not believe anything he has to say. That he's a principled man? I don't think so. I'm, I'm not even going to read what he sent out. That's how little credibility I'm going to put in that. He wasted time sending me Bible verses this morning, and he's wasting time sending that out to people as well. All right, folks, trust me. They're politicians who have made a mockery of the people for far too long. Their number one job is making us look stupid. And, um, you know, they, they're not fooling me. I don't know who else they're going to fool, but they're certainly um, not fooling me. All right, so I'll keep you guys updated with anything else that comes my way. Al Ray says, pillaging pirate politicians. Yep. Never listen to that man ever, says Miss Sue. If you know, you know. And by now, most of you should know. Stop being fooled. He, he keep playing around. And like I said, a day of reckoning is coming for all of us. But he just keeps playing around. All right, my beautiful people, please have a wonderful day. Please be safe on the roadways. As always, it's Friday. The weekend is here. It's actually a long holiday weekend. We've got um, Remembrance Day coming up as well. I'd really ask that you, um, you know, not drink and drive. Be courteous of other people on the roadways. Be sensible. And um, just try to be as safe as you possibly can. Because there's always a little bit of extra madness in the air, I feel like, when there's a public holiday. All right, folks, that's all she wrote. Please have a blessed day, a blessed weekend. We'll see you guys on Tuesday because remember now Monday's a public holiday. So we'll definitely see you on Tuesday. If anything breaking happens, exceptional situation, then yes, we will go live. But other than that, I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings.